and welcome to the In the Can podcast. Yet again, I'm Devin. I'm joined by James and, and Tom. And we're still in the basement. Uh, still believe that we're important. Uh, and yeah, this week. Uh, no big new movies came out this week. Long shots and ugly dolls if you want to you know, tear your eyes out. Uh, but for the most part, it's uh, Endgame week two. So if you haven't seen Endgame, go see Endgame. It is the dumping ground week. Yeah, pretty it much. Is, it is the week movies go to die. This yep. was actually the original release date of Endgame, but they always push them forward. They usually get that first week in May, and then everyone kind of clears their schedule and they push forward. Because no one wants to go up against the juggernaut. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, I happen to see Endgame again. Um, better the second time. I, I did love it the first time, but it, it just, everything kind of fit a little better the second time. And I will say that our discussion last week definitely helped with a lot of the niggles that I had. It was I was glad that we had that chance to talk about it for almost as long as the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do apologize for the ridiculously long episode last week. We probably should have known that going in. It had a bit more of a structure, but oh well. Yeah. Well, but like I said, it's like I'm curious. I'm watching again if I would like it. If I would like it less, as much, or more. Yeah. I think I will probably like it a bit more, or at least be okay with some of the stuff I had issues with the first time around. Because I, it wouldn't just be the spectacle of my face. I'd actually be able to start analyzing stuff and seeing things. Um, I saw the Curse of La Llorona. Oh boy, how bad. Go on. Um, it was meh at best. Yeah, no, you know first. what? That's not a horrible thing. That's not like a horrible condemnation considering how how it could go. Um, so a meh is two I out mean, of four. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, that, four out of ten. Uh, yeah, three out of ten. Well, yeah, three, okay. four out of ten. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing by any means. It wasn't the worst horror film I've ever it seen. It also wasn't so bad. It's hilarious. Yeah. Right, I mean, it was just kind of like, I'm sitting here and, well, it, put it this way, I'm glad I didn't pay to actually see it. Oh, wow. Had, working for a movie theater company lucky uh, SOP. has its perks of being able to see I, free movies. I do like having A-list. A-list is very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being an employee yeah. of um, unstated movie company, uh, that um, A movie company uh, that I work for. Um, is uh, wonderful, and free movies are one of their perks. I will say there's only two directions horror movies can really go. It either has to be really good or it has to be so bad you're laughing how, how bad it is. The way I see it, and I've watched a shitload of bad uh, like slashers <laughs> for reasons, mostly because I have never seen most of them. Um, there are some that are just fun to watch, and then others that are kind of a pain. Like, I tried to sit down and actually watch Saw 5, which I think is the one I'm on now. I got about 10 minutes into it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And that's the only other movie that I possibly even watched this week that I haven't seen before. I rewatched, like, some of my favorites, like La La Land and uh, and in the Apocalypse and a few others just in the background. But Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have a chance to watch anything new this week, or rather I didn't. Didn't decide to do that. I finished up season one of Game of Thrones. I think I'm on the finale of season two. <laughs> uh, and we don't really talk about TV, but I did struggle through the last episode of Game of Thrones. And I'm one of those that wasn't as impressed as some others. 
Um, I've heard, heard a lot of problems from various people for, I know, and that's, yeah. all, that's all I'll say. I'm not going to go into much. There's right. a lot of spoilers. Just when but... it came to that, I was impressed with certain things. Um, as a strategy gamer, I was very yeah upset with certain things. Because uh, let the horses charge into the darkness. Yeah, and WTF uh, for the person in charge of uh, continuity. Oh, yeah. Because trenches were in one place one week and completely different place in another. Um, yeah, and let's let's stop there before and before uh, we start raging because yeah, I, I know yeah, how and no, I, I haven't even seen it. And then beyond that, like otherwise, like I'm excited to see what's coming next. I'm excited to see what's coming next, but I'm also like, you better take some of the plot armor off your characters because damn, yeah. When it ends up as like everybody dies except for the main characters, you know that it's just an excuse to kill off unimportant characters. Yeah, they didn't kill off. But, you know, whatever. So, we're not TV, so... Nope. So, we might end up talking about the finale when that eventually happens, but... <laughs> oh, that'll be a fun one for me. Yeah. So, all these characters didn't die. Oh, man. Anyway. whoopty <laughs> crap. So, uh, because this week we have Detective Pikachu coming out, uh, we also have the great movies of Palms, which nobody's going to see. Except old people, the cheerleaders. Uh, Tolkien, which no one's going to, which no one's going to see, except old people and cheerleaders. Yeah, it's weird. Or those that like Tolkien. And Hustle, which is going to get a decent amount of business. Yeah. It shouldn't, but right. I like it Hathaway. I you know what? I was for, for her. Yeah, I, I will say she's definitely the highlight of everything I've seen for that movie. Yeah. I mean, like I've liked her in production. I also like this crunchy dress stroke. Good job, scrunchy dress. You did it again. Yeah, I think that's a great joke. That the, that, that is a phenomenal. I will one hundred percent agree. That's like, a phenomenal joke. The, release the peasants. She means pheasants, right? In the no, she's a terrible shot. <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> right, like that kind of stuff. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. If they have that throughout the movie, it was. It, I I imagine it'll actually be pretty funny, but I'm not sure if it will. That's. I feel like I've already watched the movie, and I know it's a pseudo remake of. Uh, like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But. It's what they're doing with everything. It's like, let's do the exact same thing with women. Yeah, and it like it looks good, but... They're definitely, I definitely got some chuckles out of the trailers. Yeah. I will and 100% say that. Let's just hope that it's not one of those movies that where the only chuckles you get are from, from the, the trailers. trailers. I'm kind of expecting that. Which, to be honest with you... It's a Rebel Wilson movie, so it's probably going to be the way it is. It's the way I feel about Melissa McCarthy movies. It's the way it is. Um, I have a lot more respect for Melissa McCarthy after Can You Ever Forgive Me. I don't like her as a comedic actress, but she was amazing. I, well, I loved her in St. Vincent. Again, it's... Uh, where she's not serious. playing a comedic role. Because so, I, as a, an actual actress, she does a really good job. But as seen? a comedian... It's kind of hit or miss. Have you seen Mostly Can You Ever Forgive me. me? The one where she's the writer. I have not. Where she plays uh, letters. Uh, is or yeah, what Israel or whatever her last name was. Can't remember, but she's the writer that forges the the letters from a famous famous author and uh, all that. Yeah, I've not. I've heard nothing but good things about it though. She was phenomenal. Yeah. So I know it was up for Academy Award. So, right. so um, the hustle. Where are we putting it on a scale of Seth Rogen movie to uh, Tyler Perry movie? That's Wait, weird. aren't they on the same level? Well, I'm going to put it more <laughs> Seth Rogen because white people? 
No, yeah. um, I hope it's good, but I unless I hear a lot of good things about it, I probably won't even see it if it comes out on DVD. I'm guessing it'll be a six or seven out of ten. Not nothing amazing, but yeah, I'm g- gonna put it right around that uh, over under around five um, yeah. on the ten scale. Turn, turn your brain off. Had a couple chuckles. I'm I'm kind of expecting that. Yeah, go yeah. with a couple friends, go see it. Whatever. Yeah, this is kind of gonna be like girlfriend's weekend out type thing because yeah. uh, or later a beer movie. Yeah, if that, because I'm like, well, sure. I'll probably either catch it for free or um, wait till it's on cable, because... Yeah, the fact that I get free tickets every week, I'm like, well, might as well. <laughs> that's right. a horrible way of thinking that, Devin. I mean... <laughs> but then again, there's a lot of choices movie-wise, I wonder about you. Right. If I go and see a movie, I don't like it. If I didn't pay for anything, sure. Yeah. Right. If I don't get wait, concession, then boom, no money, no money spent. Right, exactly. Have to justify a twenty dollar a month <laughs> movie tickets. Yeah. No. No. I completely agree. I might as well, you know, actually use said tickets. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And uh, and if the choices are that or seeing Endgame for the nineteenth time, um, there's a point where as good of a movie as Endgame is, I'm glad I'm off Movie Pass because I can actually go see Endgame in both Dolby or IMAX, or I can see it repeatedly. Yeah. Versus yeah. one time and then. Well, I'm going to get this ticket and go into whatever movie I want and hope I don't get in trouble. I did that once. Yeah, a lot of people did. How are you doing, Baby Driver? Right. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what other movies came out at the same time as Baby Driver, but I'm pretty sure I saw Monster Trucks instead of Baby Driver once. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it was um, just because that was one of those that I'm like, well, I'm never going to ever actually see it, so might as well. Right. But uh, no... Yeah, I think um, that's about it for this week. Yeah. For Again, those the dumping round. I'll, I mean, I'll go see... I will go see Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I'm but, planning on it. Oh, I will, I will definitely see Pikachu. Oh, yeah. and I'll we'll probably just, see that Thursday. Um, so, yeah, coming um, up this next week. Not this this last week, there's yeah. been nothing. Yeah, this last week was nothing. Yeah, this, this, week, next week, this next week coming is Detective Pikachu, and that's the big one. Yeah, this last week was... That's also Tolkien, Hustle, and Pumps. Yeah, this, this, okay. this last week was Intruders... Uh, Long Shot. Long Shot, and... Ugly Dolls. Ugly Dolls, yeah. That's which, right. I'm going to just hazard a guess, and since we record this on Saturday, I'm going to hazard a guess that none of them made any money. I'm going to guess that... Uh, Avengers is over two billion and uh, is uh, now made more money than um, Star Wars. So, I definitely think that uh, in the next day, month yeah. it's gonna it's gonna bypass uh, Avatar. Yeah, uh, or if it, it doesn't, it's gonna make a, a damn good hard showing. Time, I think it's two point seven billion is Avatar. It, if it doesn't, if it doesn't actually surpass it, it's gonna come damn close. At this point, it's almost two billion, and it's been like eight nine days. So. Yeah. Then Saturday's not even complete yet. In 160 so. more days, it's going to pass Avatar. Yeah. It's no. weird for the 22nd or the 21st sequel, basically, of the series. Damn. Yeah. Now, There's a lot of uh, for those of you who have been following along uh, with us all this time, uh, it is uh, May the 4th, so happy Star Wars Day to you all out there. And uh, sorry about Peter Mayhew. Uh, Galaxy's a little yeah. bit colder without him. That did, that did suck when I heard about that. Yeah. Um, luckily, though, from what I understand, he went uh, with family and friends around him at his own home uh, back on the 29th of April. So, yeah, um, luckily, he was hopefully comfortable and he was around people who loved him. So. Yeah, he was surrounded by loved ones. I'm wondering. I'm wondering how painful it is. Hopefully it was. Yeah, I hope it was quick and quiet. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, that's my little blurb about that, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan and 
I just had to bring that up. So cool. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if we get anything. Again, we record this on Saturday, so if we got anything on May the fourth for Star Wars, we don't know yet. So uh, yeah. I just been, I've been following on Twitter. I'm a follower of Mark Hamill, so that and Star Wars Newsnet. So that's always a fun. Yeah, um, I don't think there's anything. I haven't seen anything big come out. Uh, a bunch of stuff for uh, Manly condolences. Yeah, that and Mark Hamill being Mark Hamill and uh, trolling Star Wars fans. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. <laughs> Doing God's work. Absolutely. Uh, and then hearing the wonderful things coming out with uh, Disney Plus concerning Star Wars, which The Mandalorian yeah. sounds like it's going to be awesome. I'm not sure if I'm going to... Like, Disney Plus to me... It's it another, sounds it's another like a goddamn thing that I don't want to... $7 a month or $70 for the year, and you're going to have uh, access to all of their Marvel stuff. Uh, pretty much all their Star Wars stuff, most of their shows right off the bat, as well as... Uh, having, like, Captain Marvel and Endgame, like, as soon as they're available to be out. The thing is, I'm going to be buying those on digital. Like, even if I had Disney streaming. Right. So I'm it's still going like, to buy them. Right. I mean, I'm so just saying, So it's going like, to be Mandalorian, whatever the uh, the Game of Thrones people are making for them, the uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Yeah, and then I know that there's also going to be, uh, which is supposed to be unexplored territory for Star Wars universe, then there's going to be the Marvel so. stuff coming out. Um, so WandaVision, uh, which is the Wanda Maximoff and Vision uh, show that they're coming out with, takes place in the ni- 1950s for some strange reason. Look, until I get until I get confirmation on the Obi-Wan trilogy starring Ewan McGregor, I'm not going to care. <laughs> That's fair. And then also, too, we're also going to have... I would rather see story with new characters in Star Wars. That's what but I'm saying. But I'm sure the D.B. Weiss and David, David Benioff thing is going to just be like... Here is the ancient Skywalker line. Um, I'm actually, uh, hopefully, because they said that it's not supposed to be anything that's actually been explored in the cinematic universe of any kind. They no, say that. It was, um, all, it was all explored in the extended universe that Disney decided to make non-canon. Not which canon. is fine with me. Because, it was never canon, but yeah. No, officially make it, I, should, I guess I should say. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, which I'm fine with because at least this way there's continuity. Um, <laughs> Hypothetically, the comics are all over the place still. Yeah, the movies are all they, over the place in a certain way. They're, they're all over the place, but they have uh, a lot more control over the continuity because it all goes through uh, story. Disney's, or Disney's yeah, uh, so the one dude, Dollar Store, David Feige, and uh, Pablo Hidalgo. Uh, I, I doubt Feige has anything to do with <laughs> I bear him. He's too busy with Marvel. That's Marvel. Or Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Pablo Hidalgo who's. Uh, yeah. The main story story guy for Star Wars. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy has some as well. So yeah, uh, but um, that being said, for that, if they do anything, I'm really hoping to see something from like uh, Knights of the Old Republic era, which would be fantastic. I wouldn't um, mind them. Like I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Mandalorian because it seems like a a type of thing that we haven't seen in Star Wars. Yeah, more scum villainy type. But I'm hoping it's not just, hey, we're back on Mos Eisley and we're doing the exact same thing. It's like I almost want them to do something between uh, Knights <laughs> of the Old and like the prequels. It's like, yeah. you've got a giant expanse of time between that. Do something with it. Yeah. You could literally do something and have it in no way affect anything because of the amount of time you're talking about. I would love to see what's going on with like the creation of the Empire. Or how, Republic, rather. Yeah, creation of the Republic and how the Jedi's became so prominent. That and how show the, that. that. I would love that. Or the Jedi Civil War. Or I'd love to see planets that aren't, you know, desert. 
Yeah. That'd be nice. I'd like Show to me see. a jungle plant. I'll fucking take it. I'd like to see what's going on on, like, Dantooine and Kashyyyk and even planets that we haven't been to but we've heard about. Like, I'd love to go to Onderon. I'd love to go to uh, Alderaan and actually see that besides just the one stop for... Uh, um, yeah, that place is the bomb. <laughs> it's really blowing up. Right. Well, you know, before it got destroyed. Explosion uh, job. Um, oh, okay. Right. Uh, back before uh, Princess Leia became the princess and was dropped off with... Uh, no, I, I, it's kind of, I'm kind I of... I want to see new characters. I want to see new characters. That's what I'm saying. I want to see Alderaan before the Organas were, like, really prominent it, 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 in the galaxy. It's kind of the same thing, though. It's like, I, I want something between Knights of the Old Republic and and the prequels. It's like, you've got an expanse of at least a millennia. Probably more. I, I can't remember how far back Knights of the Old was. But it's like, you've got something that can take place over a century and kind of legitimately not affect any other story because of how long we're talking about. Right. You could, yeah, it would be bringing up an old character, but show the beginning of, of, of Yoda. He's 900 in the series. Go back to when he was being, when he was beginning as a Padawan, show that, show how they started. Show, Again, show the problem how how the Jedi's became so prominent among the galaxy, or like the formation of the Jedi Order, yeah. the Sith Legion, or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, like those kind of things would be interesting. But it's also uh, there's such an expansive world that they can explore, and I just kind of feel like they'll be well. You want Skywalker, they'll so pay, we're going to tie it into safe. Skywalker. It's like no, it's like don't I, don't make it about like no. Yeah, I want it to be not about Skywalker. I want it to be... They killed the last Skywalker, and now it's like, well, the next one's called Rise of Skywalker. We're bringing Palpatine back. It's like, we no, got, come on, we got damn it. Skywalker. We have all He's these interesting saying. new characters. Why are we still drilling into characters that aren't important? Yeah. Like, they've had their story. Like, they're done. I love Leia. Why is she in the next movie? <laughs> How is she in the... It's... To me, it it just feels like they need to, they need to like branch off and they need to make stuff in the world. Like Devin, we all know the problem is the fact that they're, it's become, it's become a business. It's, they care more about the money and what's the safe money, bringing back the characters you love and shitting on them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But like you look at Marvel, it's like, I want something like Guardians of the Galaxy in Star Wars. Like I will one hundred percent say whatever you whatever you think whatever people drone about oh they're all the same it's like no all the Marvel movies touch on something very different mm-hmm. yeah you look at Guardians compared to like uh, Iron Man the first Iron Man Winter Soldier Winter Soldier is like a tense political thriller it's and, a spy drama yeah and yeah. then you have like the absurdist the absurdist irreverence yeah. of Guardians you have a tree a raccoon a uh, yeah, yeah Saturday days. morning cartoons versus Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, I mean, and nobody blinks an eye that they're in the exact same universe. Why? Because they're two different. Th- it's like yeah. they are two different situations in the same universe with different people, and we we've accepted that as we should because that's kind of how it is. It, and like I said, I want that in Star Wars. I, the more they go, the the more movies that come out, the less big the universe kind of seems. Yeah, like the. The two spinoff movies, instead of being like interesting spinoffs, I mean, Rogue One I enjoyed, I will, but it's, hey, we need to explain how this happened. I will agree with that. I will still pro- posit that it is my personal favorite Star Wars movie. 
I genuinely love it. Personally, my favorite is of all of them, Revenge of the Sith. That is definitely a weird one. My because I just I love the production design of the movie. My personal favorite is uh, Empire Strikes Back. Has been and always will be. Um, look, we've got the basic dated. bitch. It seems a bit dated. No, no, no. Well, no. Like I get that it seems dated and everything like that. It is, but but at the same time, like you have all these storylines that have come together from the first movie, and then you have all of them starting to branch off and break off and split apart again. Um, so all the cohesiveness that you had is gone. Um, it's kind of like watching the fellowship break apart. Um, you have them all come together and then they get to a point and then it just fractures. And then you sit there and you go, okay, the bonds that's brought them together in the first place are still there. They're just a lot weaker than they were before. There was a strain on it. And how are they going to bring it back together? To build on that, it's like, it was no one individual thing that broke it. It was kind of a a rolling snowball of shit that you almost couldn't see going any other way. Yeah. And the cool thing is about that is it shows that, um, how many things are tied into each one of those characters that affects them. That is brought in by another character that's involved with them, that it's not even like their choice. that's causing a problem. It's somebody else's choice that's directly affecting them. Yeah, but, but like um, like I was going like I said before, the more they ex- they expand, or at least the more movies they make, they're focusing on so narrow a, a thing that it's like everything's always involved with this because basically essentially because it's special snowflake. It's like it is this special thing, and therefore we need to focus on it instead of letting other things get that spotlight. That's kind of why I enjoyed Rogue One so much. The only thing that popped up that was actually Jedi or Force related at all was Vader, and, and that was in like five minutes. Actually, be a good sword fighter, and we right. saw him be absolutely terrifying. It's like that's the monster that everyone built up, yeah. and that's why it was kind of impressive that Leia is basically lying to his goddamn face, yeah. and and the fact that Tarkin got someone that can do that to back down with words. That's powerful, and we were shown exactly why that is, exactly why you should fear Vader. Right. And then we get Solo, and everything that ever was important about Han Solo happens within, like, a week. And his yes. name was just, oh, you're lonely? Well, your name's Solo now. Yeah. Yeah. They tried I, to explain too much in too short a time. It's the same problem that uh, the, DC, the, the DC movie, Dawn of Justice, had. It's like, they're trying to fit what could be five interesting and different storylines in a single goddamn movie and making it work. And it won't. It felt like they, they had like everything they needed to show you for solo. And then they just kind of shoehorned everything in and were like, yeah, it's good enough. It could legitimately have just been how he acquired the, uh, the Falcon. It could literally have just been about that. And the whole thing with the Falcon to me, it would have just been interesting just to be the castle run. Yeah, that would have yeah. been great to see him and Chewie run. Him and Chewie we saw the castle, castle run. run, and it was like, oh, so it's it's just you went a different direction. Oh, okay, cool. You you went yeah. off the the charted path. Cool, great. Honestly, Rats. like to to spitball ideas, I think it would have kind of been interesting if they had done, uh, like you said, done the castle run and have it be that he's he has to do that to pay off a debt, and it's like, okay, how can we win? And there's some there's some understood but not explicitly stated like everyone knows that cheating is going to happen but how yeah and like make it sort of dirty and 
that would have been fitting. See, what I would have loved to have seen is, since we had so much going on with Solo, okay, and we keep on seeing all these other, we've seen the Skywalker story for so long, it would have been nice to have said, okay, cool, so we're going to make Solo into a couple of different films, we're not going to bog you down with all this other stuff, but we're going to give you, like, two of his more important adventures. Yeah. One, here's how I met Chewie and how he acquired the, the Falcon. He met Chewie completely randomly in a hole and went, and then Chewie was like, oh, I like you now. Well, okay, cool. I'm not going to eat you because, well, you talked me out of it. <laughs> um, but, like, it would have been nice to have seen, like, them, like, bond and actually build a friendship. Well, they, they as, had... as they do their stuff with, what's his name, uh, Woody Harrelson's character, um, and those adventures, while he's acquiring the Falcon. I almost say you could have t- could combined that with the Castle Runs. Like, uh, he, he, has to do, he has to do it for a bet to pay off something, and he's given the Overwatcher of Chewie. Like, have that be a slightly... Like, have that be a slightly antagonistic thing, and then they kind of, through the course of it, have to rely on each other, and, like, it's a a tale as old as time, it's done to death before, but it would work, because it's, like, it it would kind of make them both, like, I don't know. And then, what would have been nice is if they had gone from, okay, well, we've done this thing now, we've shown you this part of Solo, and how we got to this point, now we're going to show you Solo, and how, like, because we've shown you, like, the adventurer side of him. Now let's show you the smuggler side of him and the darker side of Solo and but how he how got are there. we going to shoehorn in a, dot, a Darth Maul cameo? We shouldn't have had two in the okay, first place. Okay, well, just so you know, it's Darth Maul. He's going to ignite both both ends of his lightsaber in a really awkward way, so you know it's him. Yeah. <laughs> you get that I'm... Yeah, you get that I'm Darth Maul? Cool. It's not that I died or anything, but... <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I can go now. I, I, I didn't die. And that's not even touched on. I this. got cut in half, and then I had spider legs, and then I have regular legs. And and this isn't even t- touching on the stuff that was that was done in the video games. Yeah, and then I we mean, went to Dothamir and the Night Sisters. And- it's like, I don't I don't want it explicitly done, because a couple of the characters, Kyle Katarn in particular, was OP as fuck. <laughs> He was the best and the worst of the extended universe, but it's like some of those stuff that they touched on in those in in the games with him, like Dark Forces, Jedi uh, Jedi Knight, and the Academy, and all that sort of stuff, were interesting plot points you could have had. Yeah, but even the whole Revan thing with Knights of the Old Republic would have been great. Yeah, but so you're saying they should adapt it adapt it from a video game? Yes. I guess. How's <laughs> that for a weird random segue? That would, that's a great segue. I'm not sure how we ended up on Star Wars, but... May the, right. fourth, may the fourth be with you. Oh, uh, yeah, true. By the time this comes out, it'll be May the 7th, so that's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but we're recording on Saturday and people know that. So, this week, because of Detective Pikachu, uh, we decided let's do some video game stuff. We don't really want to do our lists like we've been doing. They're a little too structured and... And we don't we went yeah. for these tangents like we just want to talk yeah. Star Wars that were interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we want to so, be a little more laid back. Let the, let the conversation flow. Yeah. Be a little bit like more Like diarrhea. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> How hard can you... That visual, people. How hard can you vomit? Uh, oh, de- gross. Depends. If it's chunky, it's harder than liquid. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Grind Visual. You're welcome. Grind House. No, no, the movie Grind. It's about skateboarders. They go to a place and pick up uh, fast food, and a kid vomits all over the guy's hand. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, you're making it worse. 
Well, yeah, it was a projectile. So let's talk more about vomiting. (laughs) Anyway, some movies. Movies and uh, adapted So, video video games have never had the best history coming to the big screen. Can we just kind of put that out forth? (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. They really haven't. That's not to say they haven't been enjoyable. They haven't been good more often than not. Yeah, I I actually pulled up a list of movies based on video games. There's like two dozen, maybe. Uh, well, there's a bunch. Especially if you consider all the sequels to some of those. Like, well, it, I don't know, Resident Evil. Okay, we're going to get to that. Resident Evil, and there's like seven of them. Yeah. But I'm talking more like, if you don't count, if you got, I guess we should also define, are we talking live action adaptations? or oh, are we, It could be animated or live action. Because animated, there's some damn good ones, especially if we're talking about Japanese stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. some decent ones. There's like, I... Uh, the Pokemon movies for all their for, for all their their campiness. Try watching them as you, now that you're an adult. Try no, no. watching them as a kid for the audience that aimed at. As a kid, they were fine. The mm. moment I like past puberty, I'm like, no, this is not that great. Oh my god! Same thing with the Yu-Gi-Oh movies. I hated I Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a kid. I have never enjoyed Yu-Gi-Oh. Really? Same yeah. here. Any was... particular reason or just the look? Eh. Like, first off, they felt cheap, even when I was a kid. Yeah. Second off, it's a card game, and the card game's pretty boring to play. It's yeah, I was it's a magic lesser kid. Ma- yeah, it's lesser magic, and if you've already it's like played... magic for kids, and I'm yeah. like, well, I could also just buy magic, because they're the same price. And if I wanted to play magic for kids, I'd just play Pokemon. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad. Yeah, and at least then I'd have characters that I already am familiar with, and are and I'm excited to find and play with. That was more. I was I was the kid that was in the Yu Gi Oh along with my friends, but I, I had Pokemon cards, but I was never into that, and I never got into Magic. Like that's fair. I I literally bought a pack, and that was because it was a uh, like an opening night kind of tournament thing, and I don't even think I I didn't even participate in it. Well, that's fair. When I was a kid, I. I enjoyed Magic because I thought the artwork was really cool. Oh, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Is. always felt like it was cheap. Yeah. Like, the the cards always felt cheap. The fact that there were, like, sharp corners, the not they, rounded edges. Like, they were flimsier feeling than yeah, the Yeah, they're smaller. They're easier to bend. I will definitely agree. It just always felt like they were cheap. Like, almost like paper cards, whereas the other ones were, like, cardboard. Yeah. And, like, they felt cheap. I can, I can get what you're saying. The cards are always really busy, big pictures, and, like, just a bunch of numbers everywhere. I'm like, eh. Whereas, like, I felt like Pokemon, they actually knew what they were doing. Magic, they knew what they were doing. They wanted it to be and, sustainable. Yeah. yeah, and they are. Uh, Magic is still going strong. I don't know talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> so is Pokemon. Yeah. I literally can't around. think of people who do, who do Yu-Gi-Oh anymore. I know people who do, unfortunately. No, yeah, me too. Then again, game stores. Anyways. Yeah. No, but... Yeah, like if we're talking about live action versus the animated stuff, that's a that's a bit different ball game because more often than not, the animated stuff actually the has they yeah. had they tend to have the studios that created them involved True. a lot, yeah. especially if we're talking about Japanese. Yeah, they are way more heavily involved than something yeah. from America. Yeah, and like I really enjoyed uh, Edmund Edmund Children. Yes, okay. I thought um, that was just a lot of fun. Uh, it doesn't hold up as much as I thought it would. It doesn't. Well, the thing is, they, they had the end sequence in mind, and it's like, the, the, the last 20 minutes, which are fucking amazing, and then they kind of figure out, how do we get to that point? That's literally how, how it went down. The only Not one from Final Fantasy, I'm sorry, that I've ever seen is um, 
Spirit Within. Of, Spirits Within. Yeah, Spirits Within. It's the only one I've ever seen. It was I, fine. I, to be honest with you, since I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan, I know I'm the oddball out here. But, I was, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan. But because I'm not I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan <laughs> in all. general, um, I mean, I'll watch somebody play it as long as I'm not watching them grind away at it. That's the bitch part. Um, but like, if, if I'm watching somebody play it, I'm fine with it. I personally can't play them. Um, I get bored too easily. Um, I can do it. But like watching that visually, I thought it was beautiful to watch. I thought the as far as a cartoon or an animated film goes, like I thought it was a decently put together film. The biggest problem is that it did what the actual games do, and that Spirits Within had nothing to do with any of the fucking Final Fantasies. Yeah, which felt like a different movie. To be fair. To be fair, that's appropriate to the to the actual games. On the other hand, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it had Yuna and uh, Azeroth or whatever his name is. What movie did you watch? I don't know. I'm Spirits guessing it's Within. No? Uh, maybe Spirits was Within. Within was just completely different than I don't know. It was the one. It was chick that showed up in. No, it didn't. It, she looks a lot like yeah, her, but no. It had extraterrestrial aliens that could rip out your soul and kill you. Nope, not the one I saw then. Then what the hell did you see? I don't remember. Did I see one with people riding in motorcycles? No. Okay, then I have no idea what you watched. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you watch Kingsclave? That might have been. Maybe. I don't know. It was one that was out when I was still in high school, so sometime between 2000 and 2004. Spirits Within is the only thing I could think of, dude, unless you're talking about one of the, uh, like, ten. And I don't think you're talking about ten. I don't know. I don't know. I just know that it had uh, what's his name or what's her name, Yuna or whatever her name was in it, or somebody who looks incredibly like her. Did you hear the voice of James Woods? I don't remember. It was in Japanese. Oh, then never mind. I got no clue what the fuck you're on about. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so I saw that one. It, I saw their neighbor's house who I went to school with, and it was alright. I will definitely say that. Uh, like the, the two Final Fantasy movies, both Spirits Within and Advent Children. Uh, Squaresoft has always been top of the game when it comes to CGI. Yeah. Their cutscenes have always been amazing. And it shows in that. I think it also shows in Kingsglaive, but I have not watched that because. Reasons. Yeah, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Kingsglaive. That's Sean um, Bean, I think. No, to be honest with you, when it comes to uh, the live action ones, Ones that were not meant for big screen, but have been made. The um, uh, adaptations of uh, Halo that I've seen, the Netflix one. Oh, uh, Fall of, of or whatever it was called. Uh, I know uh, Fall of Reach. Or Fall, yeah, that one wasn't bad. Um, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. It felt like um, a more serious version of a of one of the sci-fi films from the early two thousands. Um, from, from the t- from the network sci-fi that is. Oh wow! Um, where it actually had an okay storyline. The wrong. animation was actually better than what you would expect from uh, a, basically a no-name studio from a basic channel. <laughs> yeah, a basic cable channel. Um, and considering the fact that like it's one of Netflix's first uh, titles that they actually created. As far as, like, movies go, I mean, I think it was an okay thing. Forward Unto Dawn. Yeah, Forward Unto Dawn. Thank that you. That was it. That one was actually pretty good. I actually liked it. Um, it also actually tied into the continuity, I think. I yes, think they did. actually made it part of the continuity. But Yeah, and it was because they were talking about um, 
one of I think Breach or whatever whatever the it was one of the games had just come out right around that time period. And it like that, I think that's Reach. Reach, yeah. Reach had come out just around the time. I haven't played Halo in so long. I, I played three games. and then just kind of fell off. Yeah, I think Reach had just come out around that time period. And I played four because I think Forward on the Dawn was a build up to four. Like it, no, Forward on the Dawn was a build up to Reach. Okay. Yeah, scratch that. So, like, you're actually seeing, like, as a recruit, what was going on from the recruit standpoint in a lot of this. And then they come across Master Chief, who ends up, like, coming and helping them out. Yeah, because Forward on the Dawn is the tale of how. Uh, one of that crew, uh, like, sacrifices himself to take out something big, which is how your character in Reach joins up with them. That's how that, that's how that ends up. Yeah. And then from there, I mean, like, you have other things that were based off video games, like one of my favorites, uh, Warcraft. Oof. Like, that's visually, I thought it was fantastic to watch. I on the had, big screen, it was beautiful. I had oh, I multiple know. issues with it. Most of it, because... I looked at the characters like that is a CGI abomination. Yeah, it was very obviously CGI too. But like going into it, I'm expecting Warcraft, and that's what I got was Warcraft. Yeah, but I'm expecting nothing but CGI. As a person who's never really played the game, I I mean I had a World of Warcraft account for all of a month, and I was I got bored. Yeah, World of Warcraft, goddammit. It it just felt hollow and like you, there's all these things thrown around and like they never take any time to explain what's going on in the world that's true and as someone who doesn't know the lore and i i'm like the 99 percent of the people that okay maybe with that movie the 75 percent of the people that went and saw the movie that didn't know the lore there is absolutely no explanation about anything like mm-hmm. Hey, uh, blah blah blah. Ben Foster character. You have to do this, and it's like, okay, well, that's a thing that he's now doing. And they never explain power levels. They never explain anything going on. So you don't get any character development. And that's, that's fair. There are like five characters that either act or look the exact same, and they're like, they don't even try to explain who's who. And it was obviously made from someone who knows the game for people who know the game, but because of how dated that world is now. Yeah. Continuity lockout. Warcraft itself hasn't had a new game in a long time. World of Warcraft hasn't been relevant for 10 years. So it felt like this movie was supposed to come out 10 years ago instead of coming out when it did. And the director, as good as I think, isn't it Ryan Johnson? too. I think it's actually a pretty decent director. I think it's Uh, Ryan Johnson. Maybe, I think so. It's a pretty decent director, but it just felt like, well, we don't know what to do. Let's just make it like a cinematic. And there are so many times where stuff just happens and they don't even try to explain what's going on. Yeah. And as someone who doesn't know the lore, it made no sense. So whatever you want to say about it being long, uh, Lord of the Rings actually tried to get you like they. Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. They they made the investment. Duncan so you never know. Duncan Jones. Moon, yeah, like yeah. he's great with a lot of his stuff, but just Jesus, that he just completely dropped the ball as far as like trying to get you to understand what's going on in his movie. Yeah, yeah like God I said, damn. for all people who complain about Fellowship being slow, it introduced everything in a very good way. Like Lord I was never, I was never lost. Lord of the Rings takes its time to explain, not like 
explain like this is Rohan. They are horse lords. They like have banners with horses on them. Every all of the architecture's horse, and you get going into the the place that this is what this is. Horses are a thing. Horse, horse. They say Theoden, the leader of Rohan, instead of like, "Hi there, Theoden." It's like because it's like Warcraft. They just go in and say, "Hello, character name." Yeah. And then stuff would happen, and you're like, well, who the hell is this character now? It, they went with the whole antiquated uh, presenting oneself sort of thing. Yeah. Which kind of works for that high fantasy thing. Which Warcraft should have kind of done. It's like, they, uh, like, you got all these titles, and it's like, uh, you know, Eric Erickson, son of Eric. A long line from a long line of Eric's like yeah it's pretentious and all that sort of stuff but that's how courtly stuff happened yeah and that's where presented. that's where like Game of Thrones Lord of the Rings they do a really good job establishing their world especially the first season of Game of Thrones oh, are yeah. you watching that damn they do a damn good job letting you know making you know who all these characters are yeah and not they just and not overly keep adding characters to a point where it's like 50 main characters, and you're like, damn. And that gets whittled down as the seasons go, because they focus in. But, yeah. And but like, Lord of the Rings, you have, what, nine? And then you have all of the other characters. You've got nine just for the Fellowship. That's nine? not counting the, like, dozen or so like, prominent people. The first movie, you have the nine, you have Arwen, you have Elrond, you have Galadriel, you have Bilbo, you have, like, I'm trying to just think of other people. You have the, what, seven ring race? Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Not... Seven or nine seven, ring rates. You have Sauron. You have yeah. all of the, all the stuff in the beginning with the Numenorians and the, the uh, Dunedain and all that. You have all of these things that they introduce, but you never feel lost. I never, I, I was never questioning. It's like, who the hell is this? Why are they? Why is this bothering? Yeah, it's like, like it was all that so courtly. Pre- it was out. It was that courtly yeah. presentation done in such a good Saruman way. and, and like, <laughs> and eventually you get in the second one. You get Grima. You get. Uh, Theoden, you get Aomer, you get Eowyn, you get all of these other characters. That well, even posthumous characters. Look at the look at the scene from the Mine of Moria. Yeah, like you you're told everything because of how it's laid out in that courtly, old school, antiquated way. Yeah, but it sells it. Yeah. Warcraft, I I didn't hear anything about that. Which yeah, Warcraft, it felt like it felt like a modern war movie, which it shouldn't have. If that, yeah, and it. I don't know, just stuff in the world didn't match with, like, you have these big, bulky armors, but then, like, the the architecture is, like, slim at times, and I'm like, it nothing matched. It felt like they cohesive, took... No, cohesive, cohesive without the window? They took, like, the, the cartoonish nature of the games, that kind of, like, oversized so you can see what people are doing in a game, kept that for the armor, and then made the, the worlds look... Like, they are two different ones. You know what? That kind of goes into a great subject I want to talk about. And the fact that... What is it that just... People can't seem to grasp them to make video game movies decent? Yeah. What is it that seems to... It's like... There are, there are, there are movies that... Are, video game movies that I enjoy the hell out of. Are they good? Not necessarily. Like, Super Mario Brothers. Everyone kind of bashes that as the first and the worst. But... Well, I'm not sure how you could have adapted Super Mario's, but well, they did it with Double Dragons. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but like one that I think that did well was the first and the only the first Resident Evil movie. It was 
Because what I think they it took- was more of a horror and less of like let's just have action fun. Well, well, one yes, but two, I think because they took the spirit of the Resident Evil games as opposed as opposed to trying to one by one do it. I mean, say what you will, but you've you've done like Super Mario Brothers. You did you played through that. Yeah. You you played through Mortal Kombat though. That was definitely a lot better. Yeah, the Mortal Kombat movies aren't that great. No, they aren't. But the first one's fun. It's fun, but it's not... It's stupid. It's not good. No, it's not. I yeah. didn't say it was good. <laughs> but uh, another one that kind of followed by the, by the book is that it's a, we, we played through all the... We yeah. played through all this stuff. Don't show me stuff I played through. Yeah. Show me... Take, take the concept of the world and another story, as it were. It's like the first Resident Evil... If you're in you're in a laboratory, you're in an abandoned mansion, you've got two you got the two amnesiacs, and then you've got an umbrella SWAT team essentially going in to see what the fuck happened. Oh my god, Zambies. And it worked because yeah. it fit the theme of the entire world without being a one-to-one of Resident Evil One. And then they started to like after the first one hit, and the first one was decent. It wasn't great. It's an enjoyable ride, though. Yeah. Then they just started, like, number two, they're like, well, let's do the Nemesis thing. Okay. Fucked him up. The third one, I I think, wasn't that the, the that Wasteland? When, yeah, that was when the world yeah. died. Then they're like, okay, let's do a Wasteland. Let's start cloning uh, Alice. And then they like, okay, everyone's dead. Let's do this. Let's get... I will say the scores for, I think, four onward... Are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Alice became an OPOC. Oh yeah, and then she died, and then she came back without powers. Just in the last yeah. couple, and Wesker started popping up, and then they introduced Leon, and then they introduced Chris Redfield and Claire Redfield, and it's like they just started having characters that are named just to have them. And other than the score, there's not much for the, the last right. year. No, well, yeah, to go to go. I'm sorry. Like, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Now, to be fair with that, like. Well, they didn't have people introduced, like, that actually had story to go with them like they should have. Like, it seemed at that point, with the exception of the, like, I haven't seen, like, the last one. Um, I and I don't remember I've seen the one before that even. I think I suffered through it. But <laughs> the thing is, is, like, well, I wanted to see them just for, like, the fact that I've seen all the other ones type thing. Um, the fact that, like, they had created a world that was within that universe that felt like that universe um and then they were giving you characters at least name wise that you were somewhat familiar with um as far as namesake goes maybe even looks um like for me i was like okay so i'm giving a little bit of like familiarity to tie in even if it's not exactly the same and I, yeah. for some for some things like that's something that I would appreciate, you know, even if it's not the exact same, and I can live with that, especially if it's not the exact same. Eh, but well, in that kind of vein, like uh, Apocalypse, the second one had had someone playing Jill Valentine, and she fucking nailed it. Yeah, yeah, and they, but, but they kind of shut shafted her because it became all about Alice. And didn't they like, bring her back in like four or five with the? The mind control device, from yeah, which Resident doesn't even fit. Four or five or they, they, they brought in stuff from the games, but without any consideration of how it should actually fucking tie in. Yeah, like they, they brought in the, sense. They brought in that, and then they 
I don't know. There's it's one of those series. They have the axe thing, and then the splitting the splitting dogs, and that's all from five the Ouroboros. But that wasn't necessarily yeah. any, nothing was established. That why would they need to when essentially the world was taken out by the T virus? Yeah, and then they brought in like the biggest issue I have with the series is later. It's especially later in the series. There are scenes where they have so many edits and so many different shots. Oh my fucking god! That the elevator tens, scene you showed me. That in the beginning of it, I don't know if it's five, six, seven, whichever one it was, where it's Alice in a car versus like a flying bat thing that just seems really poorly constructed. Um, there are within thirty seconds, there are probably one hundred and twenty different shots thrown together. The elevator thing against Wesker that you showed me had like 50, 50 cuts in a yeah. span of 20 here goddamn I, seconds. I've been complaining about Saw, particularly like 2 through 4. The edit style is so hyper cut and like trying to make it seem fast and important that it just hurts your head. Or it's like, this is the same thing. Yeah, it's like look at look at the, the I want to say it was the third Taken movie. Where Liam Neeson oh, taken, yeah. yeah, jumps over a fence and thirteen goddamn cuts for some fucking reason. Yeah, because you know, and then you look at John Wick where there's editing, but it's so much better. Or like the Raid where it's you, you follow the, know everything that's going on. If it's if it's not technically a one shot, it all looks like it. Yeah, because. Yep. Those people practice and they know yeah. they know the shots they want to get, so they look to get them. Or if you want to go, if you want to go with the hyper action one, look at three hundred. But still, yeah. it, it it just it hurts. No, to get back to the question that you had asked. Okay, um, so, um, to get back to the real question that you had asked of what is it about movies involving that that are adapt, adapted from video games that people don't get as to why they're so bad? I think what it really comes down to is the fact that as a filmmaker, they're one maybe not a fan of that particular game or don't know anything about it. Oh, UA Bull can burn and fuck okay. hell. Oh, and I could go through UA Bull's entire thing. I think he's made one decent movie in his entire life. And yeah. that was probably by accident. So yeah. then you have that. Then you have the fact that you have the studios, the producers, doing their producing thing and being, well, just get it out there, make it flashier, make it whatever, and getting their hands in there and messing with the actual creative vision of what the sh- movie should be. And then, then you have the fans who are like, we need this changed because I don't like this, or... Like, <laughs> oh, look at the Sonic stuff. Oh, I know. We'll get into Sonic here. We'll I'm, I'm sure. Like, they have, I don't like this, I want this to change, and ultimately you have some movies where they do tweak little things, and not so much like Sonic. I think that's probably a good, better move, but you end up with movies that, because they want their character to be the main character... Yeah. Like... There's been talks about doing Fallout. There's been talks about doing various first-person shooters. How can you do that when one, when either you a don't see the character or b it's a creative character in and of itself? Yeah, no one's gonna be fucking that. Well, um, on top of that, okay, I would love a Fallout movie. That would be cool. Yeah, Omega Man. Yeah, one that I would love to see, and from what I understand, it's in the uh, pipes to be made at some point. Is Splinter Cell. Um, the only problem is, is in order for me to feel comfortable doing that, I would want to have uh, Michael Ironside playing the voice because he was the voice of the original uh, Sam. Sam, 
You can character, if you get an actor that can pull off, you know, not talking and moving in the darkness. Sure. Well, well, I mean, no. like, Tom, we have that. It's called Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's true, but I mean, like, um, it, the reason being is because, not gonna lie, I've seen stuff by Tom Clancy uh, created into a film, and some of it plays yeah. out well. Yeah. I'm just saying, if we can work within that world... To me, it would be the beginning of Goldeneye. The, the movie Goldeneye where he's breaking into the dam. I think that's as close as we're ever going to get to that. That was fun. That's too. fair. That was a really well-made scene. Yeah, I where mean... Bungie jumped down and then sneaking through. Right. And it was especially fun because I played I played the game before I, <laughs> before I watched the movie, so it's like, oh, that's where it came from. Uh. And then on top of that, the other thing that you have that also makes these movies um, very hit or miss um, is the fact that uh, at some point someone along the way who's in a product uh, who's in the production um, or in the creative aspect of things looks at it and goes well it's a video game movie who's really going to take it seriously anyways yeah that's not wrong yeah well and then you have probably in some cases a lot of the times lack of budget because they're like yeah sure we'll make it because we'll, we'll get a few people out there and we need to make a film yeah. Assassin's Creed, anybody? Yeah, Assassin's Creed was... Like, Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender and Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal were two of those that oh, would have been right. great. But yeah, but Sands of Time wasn't... Prince of Persia wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, but it wasn't better. Terrible. As but, far as game movies made from video games, like... That, in my opinion, is at the higher end of the list than, say, like, Street Fighter or Street Fighter Story of Chun-Li or whatever See, it was no, called. first Street Fighter was fun. That's good. Oh. Julia was amazing. Right. Fun, not good. Oh. Chun-Li was... Like, I love uh, Kristen Kruk, uh, Lana Lang, but that's a weird choice right. for Chun-Li. Or even, let's go far with, like, hey, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Again, Mortal Kombat movies, not good. They're fun. Right. They'd be fun, not good. Or House of the Dead. Again? <laughs> no, that not one was good. just bad. Right? That or one was just bad. Wing Commander. Definitely not good. Double Dragon. Not good. Right. All of these are terrible movies. Doom. Doom, Doom had was... one phenomenal scene. It, I will say this about they Doom. They captured it. I will, That's about it. I will say this about Doom. If it hadn't been called Doom, it would have been a, a decently fun, if generic, uh... Like like team goes into a uh, to a, a a horror show kind of thing. It, to me, it reminds me of something like uh, Thirteen or Ghosts of Mars. Yeah, mm-hmm. like very much a Ghosts of Mars feel. It it was Sorry. fun at times, and I think The Rock is great in it. He's he's, he's always man. great in it. He, he's he's always a treasure. And the Carl Urban's not bad. Yeah, Carl yeah. Urban's fine. But like the first person scene captured the game, but. It, you you don't really you don't want to capture the game you want to make your own story and that's the thing that it like so like, I've heard a lot of people say that they prefer as a Doom adaptation Event Horizon yeah because yeah. that gets the feel of a teleportation accident bringing in demons from hell which is what Doom fucking was it wasn't anything about aliens or extra chromosomes it was it was we're we're learning how to do teleportation oh fuck. Uh, demons. Hmm, this isn't good. Blark, I'm dead. Well, it's kind of like if I was going to get an adaptation of uh, 
the the video game Dead Space instead of the craptastic ones that we got, I would rather have gotten seen Pandorum. Yeah, the well, to me the um like I actually kind of like the anime the animated stuff that we got. They weren't great. No, I enjoyed, like, a lot of them I enjoyed a lot. It was like I think it was the one Aftermath? before. No, I think it was the one before the first before uh, the actual uh, first game. Yeah, the one that the covers just the hand floating. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can't remember. Like, for I mean, they're decent, <sighs> enjoyable, not good. Yeah, okay. I I still go with the my personally. I actually love Craptastic, but I love the world of Dead Space. So do I. The first Dead Space game, if you make it like an alien, but with a guy with a suit of armor that and that has good things that can you know vivisect people, that could <laughs> be a really cool movie. It's like. And That's why I say, if you're going to give me the horror aspect and you want to go horror and space and you're not going to go Event Horizon, then I would definitely go with the Pandorum feel because every time you turn around, it's like, I make the wrong sound and I'm probably going to get killed. Yeah, they whispered yeah. the entire time yeah, because they it, didn't know yeah, what was around that corner. Pandorum, there, there's a really obscure movie called Eden Log. That was, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah it was a really good down in, I think it's subterranean and the, mm-hmm. the plants are starting to take over. Yeah. Oh, that and sounds terrifying. It's like full of spores. It's starting to it, that that sounds like Last of Us. Well, that was really good. That Last of Us would make a damn cool movie. Uh, it's kind of like, like I, I think that could be a really interesting world. I also think that it, it's my it's my thing with sequels. It's like I don't want a frame by frame of the first last of, of the yeah, of the game. But if you have those two, I want that characters. World. Like you could easily have those two characters with a different story in that world, or even and, even just yeah. take the archetype. It's like I I want to see other stuff. Like what happened to other people during that. It's like yeah, yeah it. I don't need to see the one for like, one. It could be, be cool the if they if you're in that world and you have. A couple of characters or a family or something like that and kind of keep that family dynamic you can run into uh what is it ellie and joel, joel? joel yeah hey, you could have the cameo yeah i can run into them or because something. that kind of that kind of, that ties it in yeah but yeah. i don't need to be about them they have yeah. their story it can, was a good eight hour campaign yeah. and i enjoyed it and felt satisfied and was happy with it. and you could run into those characters at a different point than you run into them in the game Along their, you know, path of yeah. how they're yeah, going. Yeah, you can you can see in between for for different uh for between like because there's a couple points where they cut like weeks and you could yeah. you could find them during one of those periods those those transitionary periods. Hell, you could even find them from the very beginning. Like you start off with them or something. Well, yeah, yeah, like you the, know them and the opening scene doesn't he have to kill his daughter or something? No, no, his daughter gets shot by yeah, uh, yeah by like that opening scene. You can recreate that but have it from a different point of view. Yeah, like running through that same crowd, and you can see her get shot, and like ultimately the the family you're following is trying to get out. Right. Like, or you can then follow the guy that shot him. Oh, he dies immediately. Yeah, but like, be one of those soldiers as your main character, or like you have other people in that that fray. See, in that particular instance, that kind of story, I wouldn't mind if it was multiple like points of view, kind of like a where was he? No, it's like Pulp Fiction, where it's. You get the multiple story aspect that all ties into the alt from like Morocco. Yeah, so there. like a Babel. Yeah, or where there's like a bunch of different storylines that all yeah, are or kind crash, of crash. Or, yeah, yeah, where it's multiple storylines going on that ultimately yeah. all into yeah. yeah converge into one, and you have a beginning and an end, and they don't necessarily have to all be told in the same and in, in the correct order. 
Yeah. So Tarantino went. <laughs> and yeah. That's perfectly fine because in oh, yeah, certain cases, I, like that type of story works. It really does. I agree. The problem I think is that they try too hard to. It's like okay, let's do more of the games. It's like yeah, they like they stick that. with Joel and Ellie the whole time. It, it's kind of like I would love to see a a, a movie based off the world of Bioshock. They have been constantly working on that. That and would be phenomenal. I would love to see the the fall of Rapture. Or there's another the one. Fall like of Rapture. Like, I would love to just see uh, the character go. Like you could have the character and then like, have him go down into Rapture. Just have a different story. Yeah. Set in that world, and yeah, you know, no one knows that. Would you kindly? Yeah. What if he says no instead of yes? Yeah, or yeah. like another one, Metal Gear Solid. They've been talking about that one forever. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid has been a Metal Gear Solid be a weird one because of the the humor. Because Metal Gear Solid's a really messed up game when you really start looking at it. Oh, yeah. it is dark. But I'm saying it's yeah. like they want to do that, but it's like I know that what they do. They they probably do the first Metal Gear Solid yeah. again. It's like I don't fucking want that. Yeah. I've got the game. I can play it. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's I would, to me, Bioshock would be a perfect. It would be a really interesting world and like like you said, the fall. You could actually look at uh, at the decadence that comes yeah. and how yeah. it descends. You could follow uh shit, what's his name? Starts with an F. The guy that Atlas turns out to be. Uh, uh Comstock's from the, the third. Yeah. No, no, it's it's the first one. Like uh, uh something doesn't matter. The main villain. Yeah, the yeah. Main, but yeah. You, the main villain. It's like you could have it from his perspective, how he built up the rebellion against uh Ryan. Yeah. yeah, like you could watch the rise and fall of Rapture. Like yeah. that to me sounds like it'd be an awesome film. That'd be a compelling thing that would fit in with the lore. I and it's mind. not telling the story of the games. Kind of like to me, I think uh, Fallout having the story of like seven Fallout seventy six. The game probably wasn't well received, but imagine no, no, it wasn't following the actual people coming out of the first vault. And, like, all of a sudden, it's just a wasteland and trying to figure out, well, what the hell do we do? All of a sudden, a super mutant pops off the side, eats them. (laughs) Even what would be really cool is if, at the beginning of all of that, like, you start off with, okay, everybody, we're being put into the vaults. So you have the very beginning of, we we see what goes on of them initially going into the vaults. And then we see for, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes or so um, of the we're trying to settle into the life of vault life. Then all of a sudden, fast forward however many years it was to them coming out as the first family to exit a vault. Yeah. Uh, there's, I can't remember what movie or TV or something, but there's one where you see something happen and then you see the evolution of the family. Like Blast from the Past. I don't remember. Brendan Fraser, I, I know that. But the old they man. grow and then the next one grow and then the next one grow and then the next one. Oh, no, and that, you that. see the... Family going from like a parent and a kid to getting married to the the next, and then you see like a hundred something years pass, and now it's the descendants. I don't uh, remember what it is, but <laughs> no, I thought it was yeah. blast from the past. Where a guy no. thinks, it, yeah, that, that, that's no. You actually see like the way that family grows, and then the, the tree spreading, and yeah, you know, like family stuff. dynamic and stuff. Yeah, like that. and like that could be really cool. And all of a sudden, it's like now two hundred years in the future, and. Well, what does the world look like? Like, that kind of thing would be really fascinating. We know nothing beyond the vault. There is no world beyond the vault. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, and it could be a really interesting thing. And that's that's kind of the problem. Like, going back to one of the ones we talked about, that's why I didn't care for what I saw of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I saw Michael Fassbender, which, I mean, he's an enjoyable actor, but 
what they were doing Altair. I did that back in fucking 2000. Yeah, like... I don't need it, and the stuff they did with the Animus making it a fucking jump machine, that's visually not that Visually, that looked better than just him laying in a... Laying down. Yeah, but, but they could have done it like the Matrix, though. So. Yeah, yeah, you don't see them actually in the uh, thing unless something's happening to them. Yeah, everything else is focused on what it kind of should be in the past, and then you could have him hear voices and kind of maybe respond to them, like faded in voices of the actual people kind of discussing over stuff, and it could seem like he's going insane. And you can basically have the people up like in the present day, you know, standing over him, looking down at. What he's seeing and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you can have like um, even him coming out of it, like when he's first going in and trying to adapt to being in the animus when he's first starting to yeah, connect. Yeah, coming out and throwing up, or when he's yeah. first going in, like those moments of like where he's not fully in and connected, and all of a sudden, like he's like seeing this weird like image of them blurry over him standing and talking and hearing them, but all of a sudden coming back to what he was doing inside the animus and going. Wait, what is going you on? I'm so confused. You can even have a bad joke where it's a loading screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking thing forever. That, that, like, we're talking about all this, but, like, my dad's watched Assassin's Creed and hates it. He had no idea what the games were. He's never heard of the games, and I had to explain the whole what the Animus was. So, the other big thing they dropped the ball on... Explanation. Is you need to explain it. Yeah. And, and that, that that's another big problem, is that the fact that they, I'm going to go back to it because it was at least a decent explanation, Resident Evil. Yeah. The Resident Evil movie. One, yeah. And then like, they just stopped trying to explain the world at all. That's that's second. that's a whole another issue, Devin. Yeah. But it's like the first one, it's like they explain everything that's going on in there in a way that doesn't feel ham-fisted, but yeah. is a natural kind of progression. And they did a very good job making a scenario that you could follow. Like, yeah. whatever else you want to say about it, that first movie, you could follow it easily. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think they put enough effort into that. Warcraft, yeah, Blood Rain. Blood, well, anything moving by Bold, he doesn't... No, I know, but I was throwing that, in on there, that one in there because... Yeah, yeah. Postal, In the Name of the King. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of movies that he's cranked out that sucked, but... Right. I don't even know why. But, but I'm like... But it's still the idea that, like... If we look at it, what really needs to go into a, mo- a movie that's adapted from a video game is being able to story explain the, st- uh, the background of, this, of yeah, the world that story. you're showing so anybody who's not familiar with the world or the concept of it can get a quick grasp of it. Well, it's why I don't necessarily mind the fact that we're probably not going to get a great grasp in Detective Pikachu. because The thing is, from everything I've heard, the world is the most interesting part of the entire movie. Because they actually spend, like, show you the world and explain it. Everything I've seen in the trailers, it's like, wow, they're actually looking like they're trying to do something yeah. cohesive. And you know what? I'm legitimately looking forward to it. As well as the fact that everything I've... Yeah, I think uh, someone mentioned it, probably you, Tom, about how it's just like Ryan Reynolds is playing a PG Deadpool. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? It, from also, what, ten bucks that he turns out to be the father that was turned into a Pokemon. You know, that's from the game, so I can't say you're wrong. The only thing that I remember is I woke up with a nasty case of um, amnesia, and the only thing that I had near me was this hat that conveniently is your father's. So you're going to be the father, okay? Cool. There. You're probably not wrong, but does that mean it's a bad movie? Nah, not really. No, no, it's just they're not. 
exactly trying that hard to hide it. No, but I mean, at the same time, though, like, look at the target audience. I think you're. I don't know who their target audience really is. I think their target audience is. Is it um, kids? I think it's going to be like like the kids who are um, just starting to reach that age where Pokemon isn't really a thing for them anymore, but it was something that they grew up with. And then so us, uh, us older ones who everything is just a great nostalgic fast. Yeah, I feel like the roughly thirty that now have ten year old kids. Yeah, and then they have the ten year olds and like the thirteen, fourteen year old kids who grew up because their parents had Pokemon. Yeah, it's ha- just like super or, or like oh well, Pokemon. Yeah, that's cool. I want to go see this. And then, then you have the little kids who are still into Pokemon because, again, their parents were into Pokemon. It's going like, to be, oh, God, it's going to be amazing. They're going to be kind of fighting the fact that a lot of younger people these days just will download it either illegally or just wait and download it, period, and not go see it in theaters. So they might yeah. actually have a bit of a, a problem with uh, piracy. It's going to be kind of one of those weird... I'm curious where their demographic is really going to hit. Because, yeah. like, I'll go see it. I'm yeah. curious. I'm definitely going to And after... I've rewatched the original Pokemon movie. <laughs> it's yeah. not good. No, no, it's not. It was terrible. It was. And, like, I remember... My dad and I went and saw the original Pokemon movie, and they had that Pikachu's vacation. Yep. That was, like, the whole thing was something with Togepi, and I'm like... Oh, okay. And I was a kid, and I was like twelve, and I'm like, "This is fun." And then I'm like, "This is stupid." Yeah. And then it, the movie Pokemon was, Dungeon the movie the was fine. <laughs> and there are some parts where, like, man, my heartstrings hurt because Ash died. And I'm like, "Well, he's not dead because I'm smart enough to know they don't kill the main character halfway yeah. through the movie." But it turned with stone. Look, Pikachu shocking the stone. Isn't it heartbreaking? Right. It's, it's not funny. Very, Abuse. It's hilarious. Electric does not affect rock. It's not very effective. It's a bad joke. But yeah, no, it's but, like I'm. I'm definitely curious. And the banter between the 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 kid and uh, Reynolds yeah, is actually like, really good. Like that looks really good. And I I think the Pokemon themselves look really cool. Yeah, like, they I do. I love the way they've designed the world so that everything looks like. They still look animated, but they look realistic in the world that they've created. They look as yeah. real as real as if they were actually real. Like. How the, how they're acting and how they're yeah. they're doing stuff is is good and honestly again I'm looking forward to the jokes. What yeah. some that got me a big gut bust was the whole Mister Mime skit. Yeah, that, I'm laughing my ass. I off. liked it, but that's one of those that I know what a Mister Mime is. I'm hoping they kind of spend some time to explain what Mister Mime can do because like again I go back to my dad. He doesn't understand and he's like okay. He gets that it's a mime, but. He's not. He's not getting. It's actually a psychic mind that's literally yeah. doing what it's. What yeah, it's and to. it's it's one of those that you know it could be a disconnect because the three of us we understand it because we've played the games or we've seen yeah, the movie. We know. Yeah, watched the anime. Yeah, we know all about it. So it, it we have yeah. that we have that automatic connection of oh this is this it's going to be able to do this so we we laugh yeah. because we get the joke immediately. And that's one of the biggest issues with like Warcraft. If you don't know the lore, right? Yeah. Why do you so, care? So something that we can all agree on that would make a good adaptation film from a video game is they have to be able to explain the world in a short enough way that it's not going to take away from the full movie that we're well concise, at. but they're not just spewing it in my yeah eyeballs. right. But people who have never played the game, who've never heard of the game, have to understand your world. Right. So in a concise enough but interesting enough way that it's not going to feel like uh, background vomit. 
And um, that's, that's why Metal Gear Solid will never be made. Right. And then also and to vomit. <laughs> and then also to in a way that is going to be compelling enough for you to sit there and say, cool, now I'm prepped for the rest of the movie that I'm going to watch. That's going to be an hour and a half to two hours long. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing is, is that they either don't bother to explain or a couple of them try to explain so everything think- at the forefront. They don't like naturally like going back to Resident Evil because it did hit a lot of good points. They slowly did everything. It's like yeah. you saw the incident in the beginning, but you didn't realize why the Red Queen was going insane and killed the people. Yeah. And then when you get there and it's like, where the hell is everyone? And then while the queen is explaining, yeah, while the queen is explaining things, then the zombies happen. It's like, oh, it it throws out those breadcrumbs just enough that you need to follow it, but not enough that when you get to the when you get to the actual bread bowl, it's like, what the fuck is this? Why is this here? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you need to be able to have a back, uh, a be able to way to tell the story that everybody's going to understand things. Um, Then you also need to have compelling characters. (laughs) <laughs> versus, well, here's here's some names that people who are familiar with the video yeah, game are familiar. That's with. That's where later Resident Evil falls flat because it's like that's Chris Redfield and like, cool. Oh, what is that Chris Redfield? I know who Chris Redfield is, but like, I, you I know, know that there's half of the people here. Who the hell is Chris Redfield and why is he important? So well, he's in a jail for the entire that's, movie. That's exactly that's exactly the problem with the second one, Apocalypse. It's like you've got Jill Valentine. It's like I saw her. I saw her in the two top and the skirt. It's like holy shit, that's Jill from from the third one. What's she doing in something with Nemesis? Yeah, it's like with um, why is Nemesis happening? It's like something like Marvel. They can drop a random hint, you know, or they can drop characters from other movies or from comics, and people will be like, oh, that's cool because. You know, that's ultimately if, like Howard the Duck in um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. They could drop that, but it's not a big important part of the story. No, it's no. Kinda, it just kind of, it's a funny scene in and of itself, but if you happen to know who the hell the character is, yeah. it just kind of cranks it up a notch. Yeah, it's like for anybody who is uh, old enough to remember that horrible original movie, Howard the Duck, that came out back in the 80s, 90s, whatever it was. Ah, and then, Lucas. Right, and then uh, for those people who know about the comics... Um, like I was you, more, I was more Duckman fan, right? But you know <laughs> what I'm saying, like you I'm know that who that, you know who that is. Um, but then, like for me, when it comes to like the uh Chris, whatever his name was, Redfield, Redfield. Thank you. Um, the only reason that, why, says, that says fucking everything, yeah. right? The only reason why I even know that the character exists is because I've played the card game. Oh my Christ! The, the I enjoyed the card. Game. Game. I, I like the Resident Evil card. Die card card game. right now, so bad. And I because I will side with him, but card games actually. Are pretty I didn't say that. I'm saying that that's how you know it hurts. And because me. of the fact that my friends have played the game, I've never played a Resident Evil game a day in my life. Not for one second. Never ever picked up a controller that's even had a con- the game in the console with it. Never bothered. Want to lie? Never had an interest. Not a big fan of shooters, out of curiosity. Love shooters, just never had a fan interest in that because I'm not a zombie fan. Yeah. I would love to suggest a couple. I mean, four maybe, not the remake of two because you that's could try Biohazard. Um, that's different. Well, it's creepy as hell. Would make an interesting movie if I feel like that's not already been done. Right, but I mean, like the thing is, is like I've just not been a big fan of one that genre of shooter. Yeah, um, so like I yeah, because yeah, I've never been. A, I'm not even a big fan of like. I love the Call of Duty games, but 
but I've never been a fan of the or zombie. Version. I like zombie mode just zombie because, mode. but it's mostly I like trying to unlock stuff, and it gets repetitive as hell. For me, I played because through. Because plays Overwatch, but for me, I played through it once, and I'm like, Ooh, that would be a cool movie. Well, it's this okay. was okay, cool. I I just I I get to kill multiple zombies every round, and every round they get harder. This yeah. sounds stupid well, to the, me. The problem I have with with that personally is the fact that it's the exact same dumbass enemy, and now they're just tougher, and they're more of a horde. That's not necessarily a thinking man's game. No, I'm like, yeah. Is there some thought into it? Absolutely. You see some of the people who get those later like, ones to kill a kill an hour. Yeah, if you're if, if it's one thing to like do every once in a while. Kind of like I for as far as putting that into a movie, I could never imagine a, a movie built that way. Yeah. That's like sitting there going, we're going to create the zombie movie that's supposed to be about survival, but we're never going to give any of the people who are actually in the movie, any of the characters, a way of actually surviving other than here's a gun, run around and hope to God you don't get killed. And then, by the way, since you're making all this noise, on top of that, you're going to get one wave of zombies. Oh, you, you're going to have respite for about 30 seconds and all of a sudden a wave, another wave with more of them and that are somehow mutated and become harder are going to come after you now. Yeah. Enjoy. No, that's not something that I look forward to. Um, and no person could ever imagine any any kind of movie that would be based off of that. Look, that's that's okay. We just need to we just need to make them think we're the zombies. So we strap a bunch of people to the hood of the car. Uh, make sure make sure he's front and center. He was our friend. It's, yeah, yeah. That Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah. or no, that's Trinity. Yep. Yeah. But Dawn of the Dead remake kind of does that kind of stuff. With the yeah. It's a, well, to yeah. be fair, that actually that was a kind of a nice build up, and then yeah. there was a hell of a payoff. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, like but I mean, you know what I'm saying though? Like, as far as like, it's mind numbing. Yeah. It, those, and if you tried to put something like that into a movie, <laughs> you're gonna get a even in any movie. way, shape, or form as far as an aspect, you're never gonna get anywhere. Your audience is gonna go. Really? I paid 13, 14 bucks to come see this? Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll. I mean, and mind you, that's our market at the most expensive prime time. For anybody who's like in New York or Chicago or LA or hell, even Texas that. or Florida, you're looking at double that in some cases or whatever. But I mean, or like that's their matinee. Like, I could never imagine. It would be one that would go straight to, straight to video. They're like, I love the Dead Rising series. Okay. Dead Rising is a fun as hell sandbox game to play. You know, you're just running around with random things, beating stuff up. Not a good movie. No, they've done a few movies and they're god half. Yeah, the, they definitely have one that was hyper Japanese. Oh, that explains a lot. Yep, Capcom. And yeah, no, that explains a lot actually. It, I'll be honest, it was fun. It it captured some of the tone of the games, but it wasn't a good movie. And then they did another one with like James Vanderbeek or something, and it's like, wow, what? Wow. Well, the, other, the other big, the, the biggest problem I think is the fact that a lot of the time they don't choose good worlds. Like to me, Dead Rising is just Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, the, it's a zombie it, game. Yeah, it's just Dawn of the Dead. That's it. Yeah, no, you're right. Or something like Last of Us is an interesting zombie world. Yeah. Like, yeah, because they have different zombies and. Mm-hmm. To me, I think the ultimately, if you take the quartet from Left 4 Dead and make it about the char- the four characters in a world, that could be really fascinating, especially since they're fast zombies. And right. Well, yeah, if you yeah, have four characters that relate to each other, interestingly, right. the zombies are in story. Are always kind of like the... 
a zombie movie is best when the zombies aren't actually the threat. Yeah, or it's yeah. just not a constant horde of zombies. Like, right. you have one evil. witch in the room, and you hear her crying in, like, the entire... It's a tense kind like, of stealth minute moment. Stealth moment, and all of a sudden she starts waking up. That could be a really creepy, fascinating scene. No right. music. The only thing you're hearing is their breathing, and when she kind of starts waking up, everyone holds their breath. Yeah, and then, like, like, you see the eyes start to move over and look at them. Like, that could be really cool. Right. And, you know, the other thing that would be amazing, too, is, is like, we always see from, like, zombie movies, um, anything like that, anything where it's that horror genre um, is the world has come to a major end because of this zombie virus thing or whatever. It's taken over and killed everybody. Yeah. Well, well it's mostly Fido and right. warm bodies so kind of different. That's fantastic. All these people have died. Um, but it's a disease, uh, like any disease, I would imagine that it's affected by the environment. So certain things, it's not going to adapt or survive well. Well, that's kind of what the thing with uh, Last of Us is. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you see some during the winter months. But on the whole, it's like they're a lot, I don't, I don't want to say they're slower, but it's like they're not as big a threat because winter freezing the bodies because it is still, I think it's still live bodies because it I, follows the cordyceps, which... I'll be honest, I haven't played much last, or last of Us. I played a few hours. It was a long time ago. When so, I jumped into PlayStation, I got so, the first one. I mean, the idea is, is like something that would be compelling to me and would make sense is if you had um, like anything that's have a run biohazard out. related, have either it starting to run out like in twenty eight days or um, twenty eight yeah, weeks, twenty eight weeks, that kind of thing, where we see that after a while the bodies just kind of run out and die if they don't have one something to feed on. Yeah. Or uh, same thing with uh, in cases of um, The Walking Dead, where if they go long enough, they just kind of just. Start degrading, start degrading and dying. Yeah, well, that's kind of what that's kind of what uh, the Dawn of Dead remake was starting to do. Is like mm-hmm. towards the end of that movie, you'd see that people are just like leather stretched over bone. Right, and it's kind of like that. How the hell are they moving? Right, yeah. and eventually they eventually die out. But like, you never see the adaptation of okay, well, is that thing starting to mutate and adapt to the environment that it's in? So you're going to have things that are in like Alaska where it's a lot colder adapting to the cold you're going to have things that are in like the desert where it's a lot harder uh for something creatures to have living creatures they're going to adapt to the heat so they're going to find out ways to stretch out the yeah you never see them take that idea and explore further it's always usually the bog standard yeah and again going back to the whole they don't choose interesting worlds they don't choose stuff that they could actually realistically do more often than not it's like okay some of that's interesting but super mario brothers i mean it was the big it That's was a the big game at the time, but how the hell are you going to realistically do in that, that sort of stuff? Of course, that's the first live-action adaptation of a... Yeah, yeah I know, and, and again, I know why they yeah. chose it. Why? 1993, well, and then you had 1994 explode with, like, three or four of them. Yeah, and they're all... Eh. Yeah. Well, again, look at, look at the stuff that... Uh, that, that I, I definitely hear people talk about. It. It's like Metal Gear Solid. It's like that game is wordy enough as it is. How the hell are you going to make it interesting yeah. without losing everybody who doesn't know about the series? On top of, you've got giant fucking mechs. That's a little hard to do. Yeah. Well, I think I've heard one or two th- talks about like Devil May Cry. 
That is impossible to do. Devil May Cry would be an awesome action movie, but you'd have to be able to do it correctly, and that's... It's, I mean, it'd be that so would, over, over or like Ashura's Wrath, you know, like those kind that would be awesome visually, or Lollipop Chains. Uh, Bayonetta. Bayon- Bayonetta would be cool. But again, yeah. it's like, the, action, was to play Bayonetta. the action was so <laughs> overblown that yeah. it would stretch that immersion too hard. If to you me, need a director... Like an Edgar Wright that could just do hyper animation and like cool things, or like uh, I don't know Gareth that. Evans, Gareth Evans, or the director of John Wick, like someone oh, like Chad Stileski or something Stileski. like that. Stileski, Stahelski, like someone, someone that you could get like this kinetic, super kinetic energy. Yeah, and even then, I'm not even yeah. sure you could do it. The people yeah. who are able to pull off, like, um, forgive me, I'm blinking on his name, uh, Children of Men. Alfonso Curran? Yeah. Having Curran do that those amazing one-shots where you're sitting there going, how the hell did you just pull this thing off? Yeah. Okay. Having something like that where you're able to pull off these major scenes of, like, action, like Raid or, any, or, or, Raid or anything like that. Like, having those types of setups where you're able to pull off the high-action things from some of the more action-packed games. Or even just, like... Again, not good game or not good movies. Some of them fun. Street Fighter, um, Mortal Kombat, taking a fighter style game and like DOA was terrible. Um, I enjoyed DOA. DOA was great because <laughs> I enjoyed it for reasons that were not involved with anything other than the actresses in the yeah. movie. Well, like I thought it was a fun, fun movie, but. God, was it just It fit bad. the game exactly what it was yeah. for. It was fan service taking, all the way. Like, taking a fighter and making a fighting game into a movie just doesn't work. It can if no. you pick the right one. And instead of focusing on all of these characters, take one character yeah. that you focus on Watch and tell the story. <laughs> but if you Fuck tell you. the story of them and make it a compelling one. So, like, if you were to go in Streets of Rage, Hagar. <laughs> um, but or if you were to... Some fight straight or something, I fucking... But if you were to go into something like, uh, for instance, you have uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, or if you have, as just an example, as a fighting game, or even if you have Injustice. If, like, okay. to me, if they did Injustice, they would do the... It wouldn't be about a fighting game. No, it'd be the world. It would be the world. However, if you were to have something, the idea of there's this grand arena, people are going there and fighting. Basically, what you're looking at is Welcome to Thunderdome. Which, again, isn't a great movie, but... Not a great movie, but you have that idea, I that mean, arena style. Gladiator. There's Gladiator. Again... Uh, you're focusing on the hand. you're yeah. you're nope. focusing on one character and telling their story. <sighs> I don't think a fighting game can make a good movie. There's yet to be a good fighting game based on a movie. Like, and I'm not even, it's, I don't think it's really their fault. It's like how the fuck do you do it? Yeah, it's just sure some of the characters have good backstories, but like you made a better fighting game movie, and it wasn't. Yeah. That, and I wouldn't. Mortal Kombat 11 just came out, and it's like okay, oh. cool. We could follow Johnny Cage for two hour movie. It'll be a movie about making a movie about a fighting game, but... Very meta. Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> you could follow Scorpion and Sub-Zero and their rivalry, but... Okay. You could, could follow Luke King, but... 
The Scorpion, the Scorpion Sub Zero one, be interesting, but again, not like a yeah. fighting game. It'd be interesting as just a, a lore of ninja. Yeah, just yeah. Mortal Kombat wouldn't be an amazing movie. Period. And people love the originals. Not sure why, but because they're cheesy, stupid, fun. Yeah, but they're not good. Yeah, um, no. I never said they were, Devin. That's your yeah. fixation. And maybe, and maybe you don't pick the fighting game. Maybe you pick the RPG style game that is more designed of. And the only reason why I say that is because usually with an RPG, there's a grand adventure involved. Like with it. I will say, You're not wrong. The RPGs to me would make some of the best. Like I think the world of Mass Effect would be fascinating to make a movie of. Yes. Yeah, it's called Star Trek. <laughs> and, like to make it set in a world with Torians and Krogans and just kind of all these different things all living on like the Citadel and make. I would love an HBO series. Well, look or, for, like have a have a look at First Contact. Yeah, like or the struggles. Personally, I would love something like Expanse, set in the, set in the uh, Mass Effect world. You said a word, uh, Expanse. Um, for, if you haven't seen, do you have Prime? Yeah. Okay, you can watch it on Prime. It's a Prime original. Awesome. Doesn't tell me what it is. Okay, so Expanse is uh, basically a. Uh, world set where it's multiple years in the future multiple multiple years in the future Kinda people have started colonizing on different worlds more specifically uh between mars and earth and there's a bunch of stuff being transported back and forth there's become a feud between people living on mars and people living on earth Mar- mars civil war got it yeah. so overall the idea of it is it's hard science so when someone shoots your ship you actually have holes appear in your ship yeah yeah instead of like hey we have force fields and that kind of stuff it's yeah. It's based in reality science. Yep, and you have to transport mice to get to Mars in order to have sustainable water for people to drink. Yeah, so it's it's heavily based in science, based in reality. And something like that, it's just a phenomenally well-done show. Yeah. And to me, something in that kind of vein that's dives into the science element with, like, Mass Effect, where... There's a lot of weird stuff going on. The first game is hard science. Yeah. And the second and third kind of still have that, but at the same time, they start to, like, go more into... It's more character-driven. To me, it would be, like, really cool, almost like a Firefly with different things, which is basically what Star Trek is, but make it a little bit more... Believable? Gritty. Down-to-earth. Yeah. In the weirdest way. Yeah. Yeah. And I would... It would be a really fascinating world to be in. And then there's stuff like Sonic. Sonic, you know what? Whatever. I, I'm curious. Like my biggest issue, with, my biggest issue is just the character design, and I think they put that they're, out to stir up controversy. No, they're they're changing it up. They're, well, no, they they say that, but the thing is, are they changing it up, or are they just going with the thing they had? And that the, the one director the said that they're redesigning Sonic. Again, I can't put it past the the possibility that. That yes, he's saying that because they already had something because the one they put on the trailer was just kind of just a controversy. Wouldn't surprise me. No, Draw attention to it. On the on the whole, though, looks kind of interesting. I mean, Jim Carrey yeah. is going to be a treat. Yeah, I'm curious. So I'll wait for the next trailer to really care. Yeah. Some of the other movies that we haven't really touched on are the Tomb Raider movies. Yeah, I'll be honest. I kind of enjoy them. Eh, the first one wasn't bad. Yeah, I thought the first one was actually pretty good. But the problem I have with it is this female Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's all the movie or all the game is too. No, yeah, and it, it, and then we got then we got male Indiana Jones and in, in Nathan Drake. Yeah, 
when people are talking about making an Uncharted movie, it's like, you're talking about making fucking Indiana Jones again. To me, I would be okay with having uh, an Uncharted movie if, like, the character is different enough from Indiana Jones that it's interesting, and you get more than just raiding a tomb. Like, actually researching, trying to figure out stuff can... Like so the, game really fun. Be, the game's yeah. a decent amount of that, actually. Yeah, it could right. actually be a really interesting So, there was a movie, TV but... show um, that came out with Noah Wiley called The Librarians. That's what it was. Yep. And I remember, I watched the movies, and my mother watches the uh, watches the television My mom's show. a big fan of the TV show. I've it's watched fun. a couple of the movies. It's a fun world. I think they do a decent job of it, um, of being able to add that old-school, like, mystical magic stuff that we always hear tell about in tales and myths and legends and stuff. For a TV movie that turned into a trilogy, that turned into a TV show, it's fairly entertaining. Yeah, and the fact that it's like an Indiana Jones episode. It's like an Indiana Jones-esque thing, but it's an entire society of people that do what Indy does. And the guy is definitely, he, he's a librarian who gets shoved into the, uh, yeah. He, yeah. he's not even like Indiana Jones where he's a professor who happens to moonlight as like yeah. the archaeologist. No, no, he is straight up a librarian who gets shoved into dangerous situations and has to yeah. think his way out. That's yeah. where Nathan Drake's actually like smugglers, right? Well, he's far more, I don't know what he actually did. He, uh, I know when he was a. So he's not just a librarian. He's in, like in, a, in, a, in the in the movies, movies in the games. As a kid, he was a thief. Yeah, an like that's kind of to me. That's more interesting than just a librarian. Yeah, and he he's just a big fan of history, yeah. and yeah. so it's look it's just looking for these archaeological digs and all that yeah. sort of stuff. To me, for treasures in kind of not exactly legal ways. <laughs> you, to me, what would be kind of an interesting thing because they just. Rebooted Tomb Raider with uh, Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. I, I've not seen it. I liked it. I I genuinely liked it. I thought it was well done. To be honest with you, I wanted to see it. Didn't get a chance to while it was in theaters. And like since it. it's been out, I haven't gone out of my way to find it. Yeah, it's 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10. You know, it okay. was fun. It was decent. But it was, it was worth, amazing. It was worth a watch. Yeah. Okay, fair. There were some pretty stupid moments where it's like, well, we have to get into this too. Let's uh, do this giant unlocking puzzle. I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. Right. But, but I mean, like, yeah. that sounds better than, say, like, Max Payne, Far Cry. Max Payne was tough. Like, Max Payne, I have no idea what was going on in that movie. I've never played the games. And I know that that has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, and then Far Cry and was just, what the hell? I didn't even bother watching Far Cry. I didn't even know there was a Far Cry one. I knew about yeah. the Max Payne one. Yeah. Or or how about uh, Discount John Wick, Agent Hitman? Oh, Hitman? Yeah. Well, Hitman... Hitman Agent 47 was better than the original Hitman. Well, no, the problem is the fact that they they fail in, in a lot of the basic stuff. It's that they don't... They don't what was the great What was the great thing about John Wick is that you had a half hour to build up a relationship with the character, and then yeah. you find out he was this big badass, and you have everyone else like sh- like saying it's like you fucked up, man, you fucked up. He yeah. he's gonna end you, and then they show exactly how skilled he is. Mm-hmm. Agent Forty Seven starts off with a big shootout. He's pointing off screen. You don't see the guys he's shooting at, but you have to. You, you just have to believe that he's that kind of pinpoint guy and like the choreography yeah. and the cinematography is piss yeah the there's no build up there's no payoff Agent like, 47 hitman 
was at least I think R rated, so you at least yeah. it, see him actually shooting people. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't see him shooting people. It felt like a cheap version of a better movie. Well, like I said, he'd shoot and then they cut to the person falling down dead. It's like, yeah. okay, I guess he shot him, maybe. Yeah. Whereas John Wick, you see them on screen for a couple, for a decent time before he then proceeds to shoot them and then most likely shoot them again in the head. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he believes in rule number two double, double tap. tap. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> You see that <laughs> hitman? It's like, well, I really hope that wasn't something they could power through, buddy. Otherwise, you're fucked. Yep. Yeah. And then they made it a romance. Yeah. Uh, hitman's just weren't all that great. No. The games themselves are at least interesting. I yep. like the idea of a genetically modified super assassin. Well, the other the other uh, thing is the fact that they didn't even have fun with it. How yeah. many fun, stupid ways to kill someone does 47 actually do in the game? How many times do you walk around dressed as a clown with a bat that sprays spark or like sprays glitter? And mm-hmm. if they had done the goofy shit for the movie, I think it would have been a lot better. It's like, you know, he, he only shoots as a last resort. Before that, he's basically home alone, come to you. <laughs> yeah, like he's making he's, a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. Like, have him walk up Show a montage of a bunch of his assignments where he gets bored, or, like, or even like, just a montage of a, 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 like a one or two, th- one or two times where the target he set up this perfect thing, and like Tom and Jerry, it misses, and instead of like actually reacting, he's like, ah, damn, and then just activates the backup that yeah. takes him out in in a goofier manner. It's like have fun with it. Oh, yeah. That's what Hitman's and about. When I remember playing the games, and one of the heart, one of the things that got to me that I liked the best about it was. Forget trying to have the guy killed or whatever and getting the hit. My biggest thing that I loved about it was trying to get the hell out of Dodge without getting caught. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I've finished a number of maps going up to the person, shooting them, and then just running through all the bullets. Yeah, or taking a sniper rifle and shooting them and then just dodging all the people. Like, I'd try the fun thing for an hour and, you know, like trying a, a trip mine or putting a rubber ducky explosive at their feet or uh, like you know. engineering like uh, like a uh, like uh, an exploding joint or some bullshit like that yeah, and then you like die somehow and like just be like fine fine where's my fucking sniper rifle like here i've got to kill this guy well how am i going to infiltrate oh, okay well i'm gonna infiltrate by killing this other guy and dressing just like him and infiltrating. I'm on now about the apprentice chef that's coming in for his first day of work. Sorry, I'm late, boss. And then, yep. and then puts poison spaghetti sauce. It's like, yeah, goofy shit. Goofy yeah. shit. Getting in there and then all of a sudden going, cool, now I've got in here. I've killed my target. How do I get out without getting caught or getting shot? So you have you then have the, the character making the choice of, do I just try to run through the hailstorm of bullets or do I try to sneak the hell out of here and get in disguise and just exfiltrate that way? And you could have had stupid one-liners because Agent 47 legitimately has some bad corny one-liners in exactly. that game, yeah. in those games. And you could have had it like the first five minutes, you're following the first target, and then kind of like Deadpool, the pizza guy shows up and it's Agent 47 with just a stone-cold face. It's like, oh man, I thought you were late. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> False for it. It's on me. It's like just stupid bullshit. Yeah, I know. 30 minutes or less or the pizza's free. There's at least one point if someone's like, is it such a great idea having a barcode on your back of your head? It's okay. Nobody notices the barcode. No, I'm pretty sure everyone notices the damn barcode, man. 
Aren't you supposed to be like stealthy and not obvious? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get the wig from? I scalped the guy. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> or he, he dresses up in a very Muslim Muslim thing and it's like he's the whitest motherfucker. It's so like, you shot that guy in the chest. Then I stole his clothes. See? There seems to be an issue. <laughs> Donde esta la biblioteca? It's like bullet holes and blood. Hit, like just have it be like. I guess that's the problem. Is that sauce? They either go too wacky, but like in a bad way, or they try to take. They try to make the fucking thing serious. Yeah. They don't have fun. Like they try to make. I will say one movie that knows it has a wacky as hell premise. It's based on a video game, and just said, "Screw it, we have giant animals." It's rampage. Yeah. Like, Rampage, I think, got... It's not an amazing movie by any chance. No, but the also has, are, it also has Dwayne help. Johnson. And Dwayne Johnson and everyone involved just looks like they're having fun. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's all I really asked like, for. Dwayne Johnson looking up at a monkey and said, You ready, bro? And the monkey going, Rrr! And then, like, fighting off a giant alligator. alligator yeah, it, it was awesome. Yeah. It, the movie was a lot of fun. Is it smart? Not in the not really all, but, like, it was well-made. It was at least watchable and didn't have like points where you're like ow my eyes hurt yeah from like a whole lot of the other ones and or ow my it's brain a hurts and now my soul hurts because they destroyed the thing that I like yeah and it takes the premise of the movie and just kind of goes has fun with it yeah let's just have fun with it and yeah considering the game was ultimately a pretty decent the game got these giant creatures controlling a monster things. I'm gonna break down a building oh yeah. I won I built. I broke yeah. all the buildings I broke all the buildings faster than you did ha 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 that, that's yeah. literally all the game was yeah. yeah and ultimately the movie does a good job of just having fun with it and it gets its tone correct yeah so it's kind of like if I could I, uh, if I was gonna pick an older game from some of the classics to come out and see a movie made from one because the world is so epic and you could do a lot of things with the storyline would be anything involving Zelda. I think Zelda could be interesting. I don't, I'm not sure where you'd go with it. Though. Just give yeah, me a that's story that's not necessarily involved with any of the video games. Yeah. And I'd be fine with it because there's enough going on with the world and enough, like you could use the characters that you could go, well, here's just another story. And you go, Oh, well, okay, sure. They've gone through how many bleeding adventures where shits happened to them? That's just can't as be, believable. Can't be worse than the CDI games. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, that, that's a face of someone who's never seen the CDI games. Don't look them up. They're bad. I wasn't going on it. Yeah, they're, they're just shit. Another but, one that we have to make reference to is Angry Birds, because technically that's based on a video game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, don't worry about it. They have a sequel coming out that looks just as terrible. Yeah. Is Mario actually getting another attempt at this? Mm. I could have sworn I heard something about that, but I don't know. But no, it's like the biggest part, Mario film. Oh, look at that. Oh wow, that hurts. But well, twenty twenty two. That's great. But it's the biggest problem is the fact that they don't take into consideration the tone and then lean into that. Yeah. The better the better ones, like I said, like Resident Rampage, Rampage, Resident Evil, they kind of yeah. lean into what their what the campiness is. Even the first Tomb Raider does that too. Yeah, right? I will. Like, I'm one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I'm pretty sure that somewhere th- 
in that movie, Angelina Jolie turns to the camera, winks, and then keeps going. Like they are super tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's and kind of how you want to. It, it was there's a couple things, things really fun. I wouldn't want that, I wouldn't want that for a Metal Gear Solid game. I wouldn't no. want that for the Silent Hill movie. Bioshock that wouldn't fit. I enjoyed the first Silent Hill movie. I'm talking about the second one specifically. Yeah, the second one was terrible, but the first yeah. one. I enjoyed I it. Actually thought it was the first also one creepy was pretty as fuck. good. Yeah. On the other hand, why the fuck was Pyramid Head that had there? He was not part of fucking one. It doesn't matter if you look at anyone else watching it that hasn't played the games. And no. I, I'll be honest, I haven't really played the games. I will I believe. A little bit. I will believe. I, I understand that. As someone who I didn't play the games, but I've actually I've watched through them. You're Pyramid, a minority. Yeah, Pyramid Head is specifically from the second game because of the character. It is a representation of the insecurities from the from that main character. Yeah. See, and again, I I know I'm the weird one, but it also it's like for me personally that was a bit breaking. It's like why the fuck is Pyramid Head here? He but, shouldn't be here. But see, for me, having not played any of the games, but knowing because of when the movie came out and having the game second game already out for a while, I'm like, oh, I recognize that character as being from that world. That doesn't make any difference to me. I recognize it. It's, yeah. and, uh, it's Silent Hill. I'll agree. I'll agree. Also, on the yeah, it's the fact that every yeah. every 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 Silent Hill sense has 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 basically had to jam that motherfucker in there. Even yeah. though, even though essentially, if you want to think of it, at least that how I think of it, each Silent Hill is a personalized version of that of the main character's hell. Yeah, it is their purgatory. To me, it, it felt a little lazy to keep him in there and not make a new... Bad guy. A new designed character. That, that borrows from. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it that's a personal gripe. On the whole, though, definitely creepy, especially when yeah. the, the skin gets fucking ripped off. Yeah, the flame scene. Yeah. That was definitely new. <laughs> yeah. That, that movie was hard to watch at times, but yeah. I thought it was at least well made. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> And it's like, like that sort of stuff that leaned into what, what the the psych horror of Silent Hill, along with the occasional brutal horror. Resident Evil kind of leaned into the the tongue in cheek zombie thing. Oh, it's an evil corporation. The fuck is wrong with you people? Like yeah. one of the characters legitimately goes, like, "What the fuck is wrong with this?" Yep. And like all the decent ones, kind of, like Mortal Kombat for all that you hate it, it leans into the cheesiness of the actual fighting game maneuvers. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And the second one, shit, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, it, it's even worse shit than the first one. I, I honestly don't know if there's been a really good uh, comic or a video game movie. Like, uh, there's been fun ones and ones people have enjoyed. No, funs. no, no. And I will yeah. say that it's like one that you can conclusively say if it wasn't tied to the series, if it didn't have blah blah blah, blah that it'd yeah. be good. Yeah, I want to hope that. Detective Pikachu kind of hits that. Even though, yeah, it's intrinsically... You can't untie that from the world. Yeah. It, it's going to be impossible. But I'm hoping that when we come out, we don't we don't say it's like, that was enjoyable, but instead I hope we kind of, kind of come out like, that was awesome. I yeah. kind of want to see it again. Yeah. I think we're kind of at that time where video games and comic book movies are... Like, video game movies are going to start... Becoming better. That's what I think. It's like we're gonna we're gonna have an what's gonna happen in the nineties games, comic book movies. Yeah, with video game movies. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like we're gonna have with video games what happened with comic books. Yeah, like you look at uh, Rampage. It was fun. 
it was actually pretty well made. Yeah. The stories, meh, but it was fun. And it's one of those that I do enjoy. And the biggest thing I can say towards that is look at the demographic. Uh, when yeah. the stuff in the 90s was coming out for the comic books, you had people that had been that were second, like second, third, fourth generation comic book readers at that point mm-hmm. who were actually into the source stuff and starting to get into that in that industry. Yeah. Cut forward now, 20, 30 years later almost, now we're getting the generation that, uh, our generation, the people that grew up on video games, yep. starting to make their foot in the industry. So I think we're going to start seeing that people, the people who understand the essence of the, of, of the, of the mechanics and able to change it a bit. Going to Assassin's Creed, I understood why they changed the animus to be more kinetic. On the other hand, I don't think that was a proper implementation of the animus in general when they could have had a much better way of doing it, a la Matrix, like Tom said. To me, like, doing something almost, uh, if they, instead of had it be like this weird gimbal arm, make it like what uh, Ready Player One. And for everything you like at Ready Player One, that's basically a video game movie. Yeah, I will, I will not disagree with that. Damn well. I will not in any way disagree yeah. with that. No. So, no, yeah, you're right. It's like, was it a, a smart move to make it better fitting for movies? I will 100% agree with it. Was it the right move? No, not at all. It was a step in the right direction for what they should have done. Yeah, but a little off the path what, what might like, have been better. To me, a VR, like, VR headset, you know, with like... And have everything kind of pop in around him. Yeah, have like the... For him like moving around and all that, you could still have all that, but have him be like connected to cords or something like that or... Like, that way you still kind of see what he's doing yeah. so that everyone around him can be watching. And like you said with the, the Ray Player One, it's like, have him put that on and then just have things start kind of waving in from the outside in. And the last yeah. thing you have is him suiting up, as it were. Yeah, that way you get more of a connection. Because one of the biggest issues I had with Assassin's Creed is, like, I felt like it was you were watching one person in a tiny little world. And I don't know. It just the whole movie just fell apart for me. Yeah. So, so in the because at least in the video game you get the sense of in the video game I'm living in the world, and then when I go into the Animus I'm in the world. I'm in the old world. Yeah. I'm in, but I'm still in. I'm I'm, I'm in the world. I'm in the world. I got the world is huge. It's. A, a ginormous place to be in. There's lots to do and go to and explore. I'm basically transpo- transporting my consciousness into someone else's and exploring their world. According to their view, yeah. 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 And we don't get that. And again, with that, it would have also been a lot better had we gone with a character that we've never heard of before. Um, because I was okay with them doing Ultimate. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with him on that one. It's been so long since the first Assassin's Creed. I don't necessarily mind them. They just needed it to explain why Altair, because they never bothered explaining why. Well, but I think they explained. Yeah, yeah they explained it in the game, kind of yeah. eventually. Well, but no, I agree. In the game, they mentioned that there are other cells that are going through and doing this, that are dealing with the Animus and other people who have this blood. Uh, memory, yeah, yeah, that they're trying to deal with and trying to keep the Templars from getting the pieces of Eden and all that jazz. They so could have explored one of those. They could have explored one of those, which would have been fine because then we would have established, okay, you're still in the same world. You could have made reference to uh, um, uh, Desmond, but you're not following. You're not following. It's Desmond. the exact. It's the exact same stuff we've been saying before. Don't. I don't like a retread of a thing that I could pop in and play and have more fun playing. Yeah. yeah. And then I could have gone back and gone, 
Like, you could have been one of the other uh, assassins that was in the order at the same time that Altair was. Yeah. So you could sit there and go, cool, I've interacted with Altair, I've seen Altair, I've seen him do his thing, I've also seen the master or whatever his name cool was. to be, like, the person that Altair ends up training. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, or, and you can also, if you yeah. want to include the modern-day perspective of it, you could have it at the end, like, all of a sudden he's almost ripped out of it, and it's like, what? And then he's held at, like, gunpoint, knife point, whatever, and it's like, you hear about the fact that Desmond got, yeah, Desmond's gotten kidnapped and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's like, you could have it tie in yeah. and still and still work, but again, I don't like a retread of something that I that I, I can play. Yeah, and the cool thing is, is like, you could have gone with the idea too, is instead of starting off with where we were at with the Animus in the first movie, or the first game, okay, you could have gone with Flash forward to where we're at with the Animus before, where it's become a video game company. Yep. And now... That, no, that was very meta. Oh, I heard it it. Right, but it's become a video game and company, and that's how they're using it as a recruitment tool for people who have the blood memory without it becoming, oh, well, we're a major corporation. We want to get you to come in and check this out. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you happen to have blood memory. We'd like to help base a video game off of your blood memory. Yeah. And I thought, that was, I thought that was very cute with uh, yeah. with Thor, and that I found that and, one more enjoyable one. Right, and then all of a sudden you have them going along, and they voluntarily come in to work with the Templar. Then all of a sudden, a south of the Assassins comes in and goes, Hey, by the way, we're taking you with us. We're breaking you out of this place. They're evil people. Whatever. Something along those lines. Or even have it the opposite way around. Yeah. You have the Assassins going, Hey, we've got this Animus thing set up. The Templar aren't who they think, who they, who everyone think, thinks they are, and you have them working with them. Then all of a sudden, the Templars come in and go, "Hey, we're going to save you from these crazy." Yeah, people. let the switch in three. Right, and we could we could stay yeah. here for hours talking about things we that could be changed or not. It's like yeah. I just think that, like you said, Devin, it's like we're in the '90s comic book movie for video games. It's like I think in the next 10, 20 years, as people either already have or like, start to get tired yeah. of superhero movies. I think people that actually know people that are age out. that understand how to adapt video games to bring the core of what they loved in that video yeah. game. I think we'll start seeing better and better. Mm-hmm. I hope. That being said, we are running out of time. So, what if you could choose like a property? Oh no, no! Don't do this. I'm doing it. Oh, you bitch! If you could choose a property or two that video game property that you think would make a great movie that hasn't been adapted, what would you choose? Mine's relatively easy because I think it has a really rich world that they've done some shorts in the world and it works, but it would be one of those really fascinating to adapt it into a live action would be like Overwatch. I think the characters in that world are really rich and cool. I almost think you'd do a Wild Wild West spy thriller. Yeah. Like a good. Western spy thriller with that. Yeah. Which sounds kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, with like McCree and Ash, you could have this really cool world, but I love the fact that it's sci fi and it's futuristic and you have these kind of weird characters and stuff. But pushing forward the story with Overwatch could be really cool. And I think it's a big enough property that they could actually get a decent amount of people interested. So. I just hope that they would actually spend some time to explain some stuff. 
Sure. You know, as much as I was giving it shit about how it would go do poorly, I honestly think Metal Gear could be a decent one because the third game was basically any sort of Bond film. Yeah. And you could have it be kind of that combination of John Wick and Bourne, where it's got the spy political thing. You're going up against uh, basically a, a, a private military like yeah. company. It's like just the, the mercenary sort of thing. Yeah. And I almost think like something like Elysium. Yeah, you know, like that, that be... kind of balance of grittiness and just weird randomness that could be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like or Elysium Alita in a certain sense. Yeah, like, yeah. But you think uh, Neil Blomkamp directing Metal Gear Solid could be really damn cool. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, like, or if you yeah. want it, the guy who made Elysium and Chappie and like that. He's wanted to do Halo for a while, but we'll see. I would love to see Dragon Age. Hmm. Oh, it does not, I would be curious set but, in the world so like yeah. being told from like uh, the story of a Grey Warden that's dealing with they'd have the, to explain a Grey Warden right yeah. dealing with a Grey Warden dealing with the blight going on and not, not and maybe dealing with one of the arch demons but not necessarily dealing with the the big bad guy, yeah. and not necessarily on the same storyline as the main characters or anything like that. I think we can all kind of agree that that's not. We don't necessarily want like stories. We've yeah, seen I don't want to see the main that. story. It's where something like Overwatch that has a story, but it doesn't have a cohesive. They have a point that you could push forward that they've never touched. Yeah, or if I were to bring up another one, I I think maybe since they're never going to do anything with it because EA is a bitch, uh, Dead Space. By Guillermo del Toro. Dead Space, I think, could be a phenomenal one if you get the right horror fantasy director. Like, Guillermo del Toro would be cool, but I don't want Guillermo del Toro to waste his time with Dead Space. No, no, and I I understand exactly why you're saying that. But if you get someone that can capture the creepiness of the necromorphs and the, the insanity of Isaac... Well, I, like, like I said, yeah, doing the first one with Isaac wouldn't be bad, but well, I, Isaac's like, in all three. Yeah, I know. I remember correctly, but I, I'd argue the third one, but you're not yeah. wrong because he is technically there. But I'd argue characterization, but yeah. that's a whole other issue. But like having and, him slowly start degrading through the movie could be really cool. Yeah, I, I think that'd be interesting. Or like I said, it's like kind of take. Take a different situation, like when shit starts going down on other worlds, like the the perspective of someone who you have no idea about, like just that every man like Isaac was caught up in it. Yeah. But uh, for me, um, one that I've always wanted to see is Knights of the Old Republic. That's, because that's mostly just Star Wars, though. It is, but I'd like to see Knights of the Old Republic, but from... <laughs> Uh, the through the eyes of the Mandalorians at that time. I'd like stuff that wasn't dealing with Skywalker. Yeah, I want to yeah. see I want to see Star Wars through the eyes of pre Skywalker. I want to see I want to see that. I also would love to see again uh, Rapture from Bioshock. I think Bioshock would be an absolutely phenomenal movie it could yeah like yeah, what yeah. we were talking about earlier like the fall of rapture to like me, from it would just be cool to have someone maybe not the main character whatever his name was jack Lang. i don't remember which i want to say first. jack but someone coming down into rapture and just it all being destroyed but like just have a different story than 
the movie or yeah, the games. Um, and do you have do you have one more in your head, Devin? Uh to kind of round it. One out. that I think could be really cool, and I'm not particularly sure how they do it, would be the Persona games. It's such a weird. Oh, it's such a weird concept. No, no, no. They've already done that. It's called JoJo. <laughs> it's JoJo's bizarre. Honestly, adventure. it's more like Inception. No, no, but and it's that's just a such thing. a weird, like going into people's minds to change their mind by stealing. Are you talking about specifically five? Well, it's kind of that's their, five. They kind of do the same type of thing in each one. That kind of weird going and doing things in like mental areas it's the whole it's the whole carl young thing it's like the shadow is a representation of the true self external influence on the internal uh internal personality yeah and like five i've played five all the way through and i think five is one hell of a game it's got a damn good soundtrack it's i love the soundtrack they would have to get the same dude to do the soundtrack but yeah it it was fun like i think there's one song i don't like yeah and it was one that i'd be very curious to see how they would adapt it just because it's such an abstract like going into people's minds to change their mind so that they don't get blackmailed it's like what okay <laughs> the game should not work but it it works and i so yeah it. the thing is would they kind of go over the top with 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 how they're going inside the mind kind of like doesn't matter but would they go over the top of it or be more subtle and more i don't want to say schizophrenic like but like kind of like did that actually happen like what am i actually looking at the light like the world the real world would be very normal they'd all just it would be highly stylized but really normal but then the moment they shift into mementos or the dream world or wherever i can't i just watched a bunch of playthrough of it but you would go into the the different castles and the different mind palaces it'd be, it'd be vivid as it fun. would be like an acid trip going around main characters yeah and like the whole tearing off the masks for the personas it's it's a really weird world you shoot yourself in the head to bring out your true self yeah was that that's three not, that's three yeah or four i don't remember three you got three got definitely some definitely got some flack for that yeah it's a very weird weird series the shin megami tensei into persona it's so yeah. so strange shin megami tensei is also just insane on demonic yeah. lore yeah but like i think that could be a really cool visual like if you bring in the kineticism of something like scott pilgrim that kind of fast hyper editing hyper you know what edgar wright like, doing a persona a persona God, that would be cool that no i i think like, i would have to watch that that like, sounds that amazing awesome yeah like yeah. the 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 way he blended the music from like baby driver into the the world like imagine that cool almost like hyperactive jazz jazz funk yeah oh yeah god that'd be cool <sighs> like i would life will change that. life will change is easily my favorite track oh, yeah. on that that's great but yeah. no yeah i like I just believe- imagine how cool that all the black and red and like it could be a really fun world but i have no idea where they'd go with it no like like you said it's like, like we both said it's like edgar wright doing that i would 100 percent be <laughs> on board i'm not sure where they could take it I don't know if they they if they go after and they ultimately make it about going after one mind palace, it could be a really cool if they design the mind palace interesting and looks good looks good visually and they explain what's going on giant heist sort of thing. Yeah, if they make it like a a 
temporal like mind heist that could be really fun <laughs> i just don't know where the hell they would go with it because it's such a random ass story well the, the big thing about the story is about breaking the perceptions of authority being correct all the time yeah it's why it's such a big deal in japan is that even now even nowadays even though they're kind of breaking away from that sort of thing it's still very much that if you are someone in an authoritative power you are basically right and when you're gone, you're not supposed to really question that, unlike over in the West, where it's a little more of it's like kind of question everything, even though you should always have in the back of your head at least some sort of respect for the position. Yeah. And I think that'd be kind of the thing they'd have to tackle, like the game did. Yeah. I'm, again, I don't know how, yeah. but I don't know how, I don't know how with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I said Metal Gear Solid. I said, I said Dead Space. I don't know where you go that hasn't already been touched in a great way in the games. Yeah. There's a lot of different games. Like, the worlds could be really cool. But where would you go with them? Yeah. Like, Rapture or Colum- Columbia? Columbia, From I want to think. Bioshock Infinite? Like, oh, no, awesome I worlds. I could, and we came up with ourselves what we would kind of like to see. And yeah. I could see how that, that would work. That would fit in with the lore. Yeah. I don't know what Persona, uh, Metal Gear Solid, even in the back of my head, it would never happen, but Devil May Cry, they would never do a good yeah, one. Devil May Cry, Bayonetta. Like, to I me, don't I think uh, the Citadel for um, Mass Effect could be Mass really cool to play cool, with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, I kind of I kind of like the idea of actually seeing like the beginning years of humanity after the Turian War. I would love to see yeah. like the scrappy humans trying to fit in in what's a much larger world. I could yeah. see a, a movie, a, a series being done on that. Basically, the beginning of the whole Star Trek coalition slash Mass Effect thing. It's like I yeah. would like to see that. I would love to see something set in the world of Fallout. Like I think that could be a really cool. Mad Max. I was about to say, we've kind of had that Mad Max. Yeah, like, it would be a really interesting world. It'd be 50-style Mad Max. Yeah, like, that could be fun. Kind of, you know, you're right. I shouldn't give a shit about that. Retro-futuristic type thing. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't give a shit about that. There's also a game called Resonance of Fate, which... Oh, that sounds familiar. God, the game was tough. It was... The mechanics of the game were terrible, but it was set in this unbelievably cool like steampunk world like all these really intricate like gears and like everything the entire like city was mechanic clockwork mechanical like this is so cool (coughs) why are you such a difficult game to play (laughs) but no it's like i think we're starting to reach like we've gone over again and i think this will be the last time i go over it i think we're starting to reach that point where people our age, people who grew up on video games, like they, like Joss Whedon grew up on comics. Yeah. I think we're getting to that point where now they're getting their foot in the industry. And I think we're going to see that boom of adaptations that aren't even just adaptations of the games, but are stories that fit into the lore. I want that to happen. I want it to be that people don't say, oh, it's a video game. It's going to be shit. It's like, oh, man, did you hear they're coming out with a Metal Gear Solid movie? Oh, man, I wonder what the story's going to be about. Yeah. I want that because I've been playing games since I was three years old. Yeah. And, and to see people our age are going to be the ones leading the charge. Yeah. And older people like my dad, who's over 60, he likes comics because when he was a kid, they had comics. Yeah. Now that... When I was a kid, I had Nintendo 64. 
I'm not expecting Mario to really make a great movie, but no, and, and it, yeah. it's kind of the same, we have, they have the same thing with uh, with comics. It's like nobody really talks about the the '60s Batman movie. Yeah, you don't or, like Roger Corman or uh, Fantastic Four or the yeah. Punisher or that first Avengers yeah. in the '90s. It's like Roger Corman. You don't. Yeah, okay, that wasn't yeah. talking about. <laughs> like you don't you don't think about that stuff yeah. now because well, we now a Blade. Sorry, first black superhero. Anyway. <sighs> I like uh, the movie. To be honest, I loved Blade. It was great. To be honest with you, I would love to see a Flash Gordon done now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like <sighs> I hope there's a day that comes where people look forward to the video game movies like they do the comic movies now. Yeah. And it's not just a oh man, how how pissed is this one gonna be? Like I'm looking forward to Detective Pikachu this I, week. I will. Yeah. I will say that I'm also looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to it for the story, but for the world. Yeah, and the world and the moments. Because yeah. one of the things that we've gotten in the previous movies uh, from the cartoon, even from the video game itself, is that the Pokemon are a part of the world. They're a huge part of everybody's everyday lives, um, and they are. A permanent fixture within that world and that's what this movie seems to set up is that world Pokemon are a permanent fixture much like any other animal that we see out there cats dogs birds and I wonder fish we'll, whatever will this answer the eternal question what do people in the Pokemon world fucking eat <laughs> do are they all vegetarian oh yeah melt tanks tanks great yeah, uh, are they all vegetarians cows, or man? Do uh, talking cows? Let's say their own name. Milk, man. Milk, milk. I hope to God they're vegetarians. Yeah, because they all eat Bulbasaurs. <laughs> yeah, but they can eat lettuce. They don't have to eat Bulbasaurs. No, you assume mm. lettuce is a thing of the of the world. We'll lettuce find talks. Out. <laughs> we want some fried slowpoke tails. You want to eat a pseudo widow? Nope. You sure? <laughs> I mean, it makes great. How about a gold bean? Yeah. I mean, on that, on that oh, Goldine. Yeah. Oh, no. Goldine sushi? Come on. Sea King sushi? Yeah. There you go. Artillery Fuck. sushi? Fuck yeah, yeah Sea King. Kingler legs. Damn right. I'm wondering if they'll even address the issue. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be funny. I think they Crabby legs and Kingler claws. Done. But, but yeah, that's... That's video game movies. They're, there's not really been a great one. I'm not sure if we'll ever really... Talk back about this unless something unless if we're still around by the time we do Sonic in November, maybe. But well, I'm not even sure unless Pikachu, Detective Pikachu is actually good. I think it's going to be decent. I, I, hope I think is. I'll say yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, Story meh. come November. Who knows when Sonic comes out? Who knows there might be something. If Sonic comes out, if in Sonic comes out, <laughs> but come November. Should Sonic come out, who knows, there might be better movies that are going to be coming out that we're going to sit there and go, there's a Monster Hunter movie slated to come out, I think, next year, year after, which uh, could be cool. The world of Monster Hunter is pretty interesting. It is yeah. interesting. I'm, I'm, again, I'm kind of curious, though, where the fuck do you do anything with that? Because that's a very open world, kind of make your own way sort of thing. Yeah. yeah we'll and see. I'm just I would I'm love just to wondering. see one set in the world of, world of uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that would just be a really interesting fantasy world. You know yeah. what? I'd like something set in the world of Elder Scrolls that isn't fucking Skyrim. Yeah, well, yeah. Just wait. We're getting six whenever they decide to drop it. <laughs> Skyrim two, but like it would be, yeah, probably. It would be really fascinating to see something in that world. Yeah, you know, doesn't have to be any big story. But to be fair, it's kind of like the old school Tolkien stuff. Yeah, it's very much in line with Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's a little bit more weird. There's instead of Tabaxi, there's Khajiit. So if you're a D&D player, there's the uh, oh, the lizard people. Forgot the name. Oh, the lizard people. Yeah, uh, whatever. Those Alphos, that was it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Zelda. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, or even back to that, it's like I think a Zelda one might be interesting because, again, if it's that old school fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they do it right, it could be interesting. <laughs> but uh, on that note. On that note, uh, coming out this week, like we said, Detective Pikachu, Palms, The Hustle, and Tolkien, or Tolkien, however you say it. I'm curious. I'm definitely watching Detective Pikachu, but I'm def. I'm also kind of curious about Tolkien. Same I'm here. curious about Tolkien, and I'll probably see the hustle. Um, like Anne Hathaway. <laughs> You'll have to tell me how it is yeah. because I'm probably gonna end up seeing all of them, with the exception of Palms, because no, as much as I love Palms. Diane Keaton, um, Palms looks stupid. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, next week we get uh, Dog's Journey. <laughs> oh, Sequel to Dog's Purpose. I think, it, I think Dog's Journey. The the concept's kind of cool. About the when a dog dies, the next dog you get is the same is the same soul. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. I mean, it's the secret cool. dog's purpose, which follows Bailey, the same dog. Yeah, I, I will agree. It's interesting. On the other hand, my my father and my sister brought up a good point. It's a movie of a constantly dying dog. Yeah, all it does is a con- for me. All that is is a, a way to sell Kleenex stock. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just hand. It I care in, about it, it as much as I cared about dogster or dogs. Purpose. I care more about John Wick's dog. Yeah. I well, speaking more about of John Daisy. Wick, John Wick Three is coming out. Yeah, Chapter Three Parallel. Yes. Super excited. Definitely seeing it. One hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not sure what we'll talk about next week. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know next week. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Any final things before I close out? No, I think that's pretty succinct. Um. Yeah, if you like the podcast, we probably should have been saying this all along. If you like the podcast, uh, like us, uh, follow us, subscribe us, whatever. Uh, Give us a good rating. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, hopefully hearing from you. Feel Uh, free to leave any notes or comments comments or whatever. Uh, We do have a group page on Facebook. Uh, You can look us up in the Can Podcast. Also, too, uh, we should be rolling out here with our website very shortly here uh, where you can reach us there. Um, which will have our email address. So if you want to reach out to us and send us suggestions for things that you might want to hear us talk about. Um, if you have any individual questions, feel free to put those in. Maybe we can answer those in one of these. Yeah, we'll see. So, Especially if it's fitting for the theme. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that being said, uh, that's what I got. Cool. So oh, I'm good. I'll let the corporate show. Oh, that was another week of In the Can podcast. As always, I'm Devin here with Tom and James. And, uh, yeah, go see movies. Go see Detective Pikachu or Endgame, because everyone's still going to be watching Endgame. Yep. And we will be back next week with another one that we may or may not record on a Monday instead of a Saturday. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have a nice week. <laughs>